0: all right and we're live uh welcome to the wanton wednesday podcast uh trip ainsworth and you're a fucking very impressive man uh marine author and absolutely fucking hilarious on social media
1: well thank you i'm glad to be here thank you for having
0: oh uh, thank you for being on because uh yeah um i don't know I'm new at getting started at this and uh I didn't want to do phone interview things cause I don't think the audio quality is as good, but I have to look at the reality of my life and sometimes you don't have a lot of choices and you just fucking do it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I, I did the podcast thing for a while and then, you know, kind of fell off on it. I mean to get back onto it, but, uh, I used to think called Streamyard. It was pretty cheap and like really easy to use and like all you really needed was a laptop with a camera on it. I guess on yeah. a microphone. Yeah. That's not a bad gig.
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's start off with introducing yourself in whatever fucking way you feel like doing.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, I'm tripped. I, uh, I guess depending on where you find me, I'm either an author or a musician or a artist or that asshole that says mean things you on TikTok. Um, <laughs> or, or, or the guy that just complains on Facebook cause friggin' uh, I don't know. F- Facebook's terrible and I don't like really have any friends over there. So, and I don't really care about the app. So all I do just really just complain about other apps there. But anyway, um, no, I was in the <laughs> Marine Corps for 12 years ish. I died 12 years, but I'm, I'm going to round up because, you know, fuck it. And nice. then, uh, yeah, then I've been, uh, writing since then and doing art and, you know, c- complaining about society, I, I guess might be one thing like, uh, fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I got this thing going on now where, like, I don't know if you've seen this, like, old Bud Light friggin', like, I'm going to use heavy air quotes on a, um, not conspiracy, that's not the right word, controversy, where it's like, I'm not drinking Bud Light anymore because they put a fucking tranny on it. It's like, dude, you you drink Bud Light? Like, you know that's not beer, right? Like,
0: come on. Pretty sure it's water.
1: Yeah, it's like a canoe. It's like sex in a canoe. It's fucking close to water.
0: Yeah, pretty much. No, I have just heard everyone complaining about it. I'm like, I don't drink Bud Light. Why do I fucking care?
1: No. And then the other thing is like, everybody's like, well, they're just trying to pander to the, and it's like, dude, let me stop you right there, man. Uh, companies like that, they don't do a damn thing unless they think it's going to make them money. Um, it has nothing to do with being pro or anti anything besides dollar bills. So, yes. Yeah.
0: Basically I look at it like this is, uh, what, what do you think they were doing before that?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, friggin', um, one of the things, um, I know Anheuser-Busch and Coors and um, I know Yingling, maybe maybe Shiner too, I don't know, but, like, they've all been, like, big sponsors at, like, Pride for shit for the last 20 years, so it's like, dude, like, uh, if you, if you want to drink beer and it's not, I, I guess, like, LGBTQ, front, I don't know what the right acronym is anymore, but, like, friendly to that, then, like, you, you can't drink, so...
0: Well, Go basically, back to your fucking- Molson is owned by Coors, or Molson owns Coors, which is Canadian. Uh, mm-hmm. Yingling is owned by the same people that own Budweiser, so that's Inbev out of Belgium. And yeah,
1: it didn't used to be like that. They used to make that shit here in America.
0: <laughs> they make it in America. They just have corporate overloads. Yeah, like did you know that Dodge is Dutch now? I thought Dodge was Fiat, which is Italy.
1: Uh, uh no, Dodge and Fiat are both owned by Stellantis, which is Dutch or crap uh, Dutch or Belgian. But like, you know, like you know, uh, at the risk of sounding like you know a racist, like the Netherlands and Belgium are the same fucking country.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't keep track of things anymore. Globalization is weird. Yeah. <sighs> But I've also but, just finished reading. At uh have you heard of that Peter Zihan guy? He's like a global strategist, just and generalist. So he was on Joe Rogan, Brian Callen, and Jack Carr, who writes the Terminalist series. He was on all their podcasts, and I'm just like, holy shit, this guy knows a lot. Then he wrote a book. No, never heard of him. What's his name again? Peter Zihan. So it's Z E I H A N. Mm-hmm. And he's fucking fascinating. I've been mean, watching his daily videos on YouTube and all this other stuff, but basically, he's talking about the collapse of globalization. Because we started globalization at the end of World War Two. So instead of like winning the war and just becoming an empire, like and land grabbing everything, we just said, How about you guys fall in line and like we'll back your dollar with our dollar, which is gold backed, and then we'll patrol the seas and everyone can just get along in free trade.
1: Yeah, which sounds like a great idea until you factor in the possibility that, you know, other countries can fail. Uh, yeah, and you know, yeah. So, like, say just for example, country like I don't know, Italy um, decides to go bankrupt, and it's like, all right, well, we can't do this whole like uh, um, debt credit thing anymore, and uh, all our money's locked up in that, and then you failing makes our money worth less than it was. So, uh, yeah, anybody want to do uh, one of those big European wars sometime yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, there's one, there's that, and then there's two, is that it hasn't made sense for us since the Cold War ended. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, why are we, we're not, like, opposing really anything which would have been Russia uh, since the end of World War, or since late 80s, early 90s. So, like, the whole, like, us patrolling the seas giving everyone, like, free unfettered access to anything and everything and hey you can make this part cheaper you can make this part cheaper and all this this that and the other like has just led to like all sorts of insanity and so the china issue where they like do the uh they just keep devaluing their currency and like printing more and printing more and like how it's basically worthless they say yeah that's not just limited to them most asian countries have done that like, including yeah. Japan. And I'm just like, holy crap.
1: Yeah, and the thing about that, though, is, like, there's going to be some big collapse sometime soon. And every time there's a big collapse, there's also a really bad war that follows it immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that goes all the way back to, you know, the collapse of the Roman Empire. Like, it's, that's just a thing that fucking happens though it might not be a bad thing long term because, like, initially it's going to suck, you know, people are going to go hungry, people are going to die in war, fucking shit's going to get destroyed, but, on the flip side of that, like, um, and this is an American-centric view on this, um, say World War III does kick off with China and shit, we're going to have to stop building shit in China, which means we're going to have to build it over here again, which means people over here will have, you know, better jobs than, you know, living in the fucking service industry, because, like, What is it? Like, you got doctors, lawyers, construction, um, uh, and, and like, truck drivers, and besides that, everything is, almost everything's, you know, fucking service industry now, but, like, we go back to, you know, industrializing shit, or, you know, just, like, making steel here.
0: Interesting that you bring that up, because I am from the Rust Belt.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so, you know, like, so, like, I don't know how old you are, but I'm imagining either your dad or your granddad had a fucking nice-ass job, and... I don't know, Michigan or Ohio or somewhere um, building fucking steel. And then that job went to fucking Mexico or China. And you know, that, you know, fucked him pretty good.
0: Yeah. So broadly speaking, I'm from Lake Erie between Buffalo, New York and Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, okay. Small town. Uh, and my dad was an electrician. My mom's a nurse. Uh, my grandpa did all sorts of shit after world war II. He was fucking interesting. Uh, and that was on my dad's side, that grandpa, I know he worked in like a rail yard and he was also a beer delivery driver. And on the other side, that grandpa was, I'm not sure. Cause he was more boring, but he was the one that taught me how to shoot.
1: Yeah. It's kind of interesting how, you know, that generation or people from that generation are, you know, like, uh like people that like really made something out of themselves in like say the fifties or sixties. And you know, you look back now and it's like, Oh, what do they do? Well, they worked in advertising for a while. They wrote a couple of books and you know, they kind of dabbled in, you know, uh, I don't know, medicine, got their PhD for a bit. Uh, before that, you know, they uh, killed a bunch of Nazis in World War II. And then, uh, you know, uh, you know, went out hunting every day in the thirties because they didn't have any you know, money for food. So they was like like killers everything to eat. It's like, whoa, whoa, hold on. Like people nowadays are fucking boring. What, what, what did you do? Fucking graduated high school and now you, I don't know, you failed out of community college and you make TikTok videos.
0: Cool. But one or two of them like to, you know, record those TikTok videos when they're uh, on, on long distance runs though. So, you know, yeah, can't make too much fun of them. At least one or two of them.
1: No, no, I'm not. Um, I'm all over fucking TikTok. So I'm not, you know, most of my shit talking's is in, in jest. But speaking of TikTok, I fucking love the fucking, uh, I don't know, discourse going around that right now. Where it's like, hey, China's or TikTok's giving your information to China. It's like, yeah. And Facebook's selling it to them. So is Google Chrome. And are you on an iPhone right now? How about an Android? Where do you think your information is going, pal? Like, it's all going there in some way or form. I think people are just mad that, you know, it's getting given to the Chinese instead of sold to them, which you're not getting that fucking money anyway. So, you know.
0: They didn't click agree. So, and then mm-hmm. a lot of people that are, complaining about it, aren't even using TikTok to begin with. Yeah. Personally, I don't have TikTok because uh, I get sucked into the wormhole of Instagram enough, and I'm just like, oh, that's going to be a time suck, and I don't have enough time for another time suck.
1: Well, the thing about that, though, is all the good stuff on TikTok is going to get filtered through, like, the bullshit filter and end up on Instagram anyway. Mm -hmm.
0: So if you can bear to wait a week to get it... um, I've never been one that needs to be on that forward leading edge of technology and fun cool shit cuz I'm not cool <laughs> in my mind at least. I mean like I would I would
1: like to be because um uh how do I want to put this? Uh people that show up on a platform first are the people that do the best there. Like almost all the people that are huge like say on YouTube have been on YouTube since it's been up. Right. And you know, I'm trying to market, you know, uh, books and art and shit. And it would do great for me to be like one of the, I don't know, first people to show up on, you know, say whatever app it is. But I never jump on that. By the time I get there, you know, it's been up for three years and then it shits out. Like I, I jumped on vine at one point and then, you know, they, they closed the company like fucking, you know, two weeks after I got there. I like, oh, that's, that's a plus.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, did you hear that there's the new one that? Byte Dance, TikTok's parent company made like, and they're slowly releasing it's like Lemon 8 or whatever.
1: I have not.
0: You say Lemon 8? Like Lemon, lemon 8, 9? Yeah, so Lemon and then the number 8. Huh, no. Yeah. And it's basically their version of Instagram. Yeah, like they're having like a slow rollout of it. Like they're not trying to make a lot of noise at it right now because you know the government's trying to shut down TikTok. Yeah, and so they're like, "Well, we should probably diversify. Let's do this."
1: I mean, I would jump over to a new fucking uh, Instagram. Like, I, I like Instagram. Like, that's where I think, um, as far as social media is concerned, like that's where I feel like you know the best home. But I also think that. Instagram should go back to being like a you get a like what two by two square and one image and then like 150 words and that's all your posting be. But I did know, enjoy that a lot right? more.
0: But I'm sure they have analytics behind like reels performing better and capturing your eyeballs for longer periods of time, and that's why they're yeah. pushing the trend that way. But personally, like yeah, oh yeah, no,
1: because people like like TikTok did that first and everybody left. Or maybe not like quite left Facebook and Instagram, but started neglecting it in favor of.
0: They found uh, a better new shiny you know. toy.
1: Yeah, yeah. so uh, they're trying to make the old toy the new toy, and it's like, hey man, it's it's cool that you know it also like lights up and makes the sounds when I press it, but that's that's not why I got this.
0: I'm gonna sound really fucking fun here, but I think it's an age barrier and gap thing. So if you look at like the different things, like. So you said you're 30, 31. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm 38. So like, not, I was, I'm learning... actually a lot
1: closer to 38
0: and 31, but oh, fucking even better. So you'll, get I don't know how much even... <laughs> I don't fucking care. I'm 38. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. I'm 35. And, uh, yeah, so I went in the Marines, 2003, got out 2008 and like, When I went in in 2003, Facebook was, like, an invite-only thing for college people.
1: And you had to, like, upload, like, your school ID to, like, prove that you were currently enrolled in a university.
0: Yeah, so I couldn't get into Facebook when I was in the Marines. And then, like, it opened up, and then, like, cool, I'm in Facebook now. I could talk to, like, fucking five people that I went to high school with that I didn't see anymore. And then... I don't know. It just became cooler and cooler and cooler. And then one day it's like, my mom's on here. I'm like, I don't know if I want to be posting my dumb shit around my mom and my aunts anymore. <laughs> so now it's like predominantly like, you know, our parents age and above and people complaining about TikTok and get off my lawn or whatever the hell they have to say that it's just like, Oh, this is a dumpster fire. Get me out of here. Mm-hmm. Like one like equals one fucking prayer for Christ and like those weird things like that that you see you're like mom why are you you sharing this yeah
1: no I I have noticed as far as the one likes concerned I have figured out that one like roughly equates to a penny uh, in in sales so I mean you know for every thousand likes I get on whatever I end up getting about a hundred bucks which I'm also like Mid 30s, kind of an asshole, and I'm not a supermodel, so you know, I I earned those likes. But uh, going back to the new, new, you got got them the hard way. You
0: got calluses on your knees, bud.
1: (laughs) Yep. No, but like going back to, you know, I don't like TikTok because you know, XYZ or whatever. It's, it's, it's that or something else. You know, I don't like TikTok because the kids are on it. I don't like Facebook because the kids aren't. These kids are playing too much video games. These kids are watching too much TV. These kids are riding their bikes out. These damn kids with their hoops and their sticks out here. And it's like, like you can go back to like almost the beginning of recorded history, and there's always someone talking about how these damn kids are ruining society. And it's like, okay, well, so I mean, I don't think I'm really fucking it up that bad. But I mean, if everyone everywhere be- before now me does, then maybe the kids now aren't fucking it up. Maybe I'm just I'm just old. Got it.
0: I feel the same way because I used to be one of those kids. Hmm. Yep. Like like back
1: back with your Game Boys and your Pokemon.
0: Never had any of those. I had a boom box and me and my brother would at our little stunt bikes and we'd go play with them out on the street and like, you know, we'd sit outside with the boom box on the porch, blasting whatever music we felt like. And there was a very specific neighbor across the street who did not appreciate our taste in music. You damn kids, turn off that friggin' music and get off them damn bikes. He had some choice terms for rap music. Well, you know, I wasn't going
1: to say them because I, I figured this would be public at some point. So.
0: <laughs> Those are his words, not mine. And if not Mr. <laughs> Chip Ainsworth, it was a undescribed neighbor of mine growing up. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, I've been there, and I'm just like, kids, eh, they like what they like. Yeah. Yeah, Facebook's for older people. Instagram is kind of our generation like maybe we're on the cusp leaning into tiktok and then younger kids they either like tiktok or snapchat
1: yeah and then like the other thing though too is um people using or i guess like kids using more you know advanced technology and all that for what they're just screwing around with um now i'm not saying you should you know give a toddler a freaking iphone and say have fun but Uh, to put things in uh, a little bit of a different perspective, like people my age or people our age, like when we uh, originally learned how to like, say, edit photos, we had to take a photo with a camera that had film in it and then, you know, make sure it got exposed right and all that, and then take it into a dark room and use a bunch of chemicals to free and, you know, make sure that, you know, this image came out well. Right. Um, Nowadays, 13 year olds are learning video editing on a phone, and it's like, well, dude, if you want if you want society to advance, like you kind of have to let society advance.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. I totally agree. Like my senior year English class, I opted out of English class and I took a video editing class instead. Yeah, and I bet that was a massive pain in the ass. It was a a massive pain in the ass, but it actually helped me. In like my current job that I have now, I've worked at this company for twelve years, but uh, about f- seven years ago, they started letting me make safety videos.
1: Nice. They, right, so, so you're to blame for that asshole in the hard hat telling me make sure not to hit your hammer.
0: Oh your no, no, no! Finger I with hammer? No fun ones. <laughs> no, I would make yep. like company specific and fun ones. So, like. They were about a minute to two minutes long. They were literally just for my company and, like, uh, very specific to, like, what we would do and stuff like that. And the only reason I got away with it is, A, uh, part of that class was learning how to write scripts. So I wrote a script mm. for it, and I showed it to the safety guy. And I'm like, this is what I would do. And he was like, this is amazing. Can, like, do you have a way to do this? I'm like, "Oh." I know there's a company camera somewhere, so I got the, got a hold of that and, like, I just, like, filmed it. And then, like, I asked a few random questions to, like, some people that knew some stuff where I'm just like, hey, I'm having, like, this sound quality issue. And they're like, do this. I'm like, okay, you're going to have to refilm. I'm like, all right, whatever. So I did that, and, like, they paid for my editing software. And I got about, like, 10 of them done, and, like, people really just weren't paying attention. I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm not doing this anymore. Well, I mean, you know... At the end of the day, it still is a company safe video,
1: like
0: (laughs) that, and they paid me for it too. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean you're getting paid for it. Yep. Yeah, I was like, this is pretty awesome. But no, like, as soon as I someday, I'll eventually like get this into like being on YouTube, and which is not a hard barrier to get into. But you know, I'll have to like edit the video and do stuff like that. I'm like, fuck, I'm already pretty handy with that. won't be a hard thing for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, nowadays, friggin', like, a lot of the uh, 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 editing software, like, A, is either intuitive, or B, like, there's years' worth of friggin' information on how-tos just publicly available on YouTube for some reason. Or maybe not just for some reason, but, you
0: know. Oh, fuck. Everything's on YouTube. How can I play this song on bass guitar? There it is. Yeah. 'Cause you said you're a musician. You know, I was watching one channel and they were hmm? You said you were a musician and uh, I'm just like, uh ah, I used to play bass guitar, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. No, but like I
1: was watching a YouTube video the other day and it was on um uh, what's the, not 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 the politics of nuclear weapons in the Cold War, but um I to it maybe messaging and propaganda concerning nuclear weapons in the Well anyway, one of the big points of it was Um, how a hydrogen bomb isn't actually a hydrogen bomb, it's um, like the term hydrogen bomb was like 1950s propaganda or uh, misinformation put out from the US government to make our enemies think the bombs fuel was hydrogen Um, and it was a completely different thing and then the video explained how to build a nuclear weapon and it's like, okay, so this isn't secret well, I mean, this is what they say you can do oh Neat. So, I mean, like, granted, I don't, will never have the access to the materials, but, like, I can go on YouTube and figure out how to make a fucking nuclear bomb.
0: That's cool, I guess. Um. So, you're on more than one government watch list now.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, that, that, and I'm pretty sure that, like, once you have a fucking, uh, TS clearance, they just keep you on the list anyway, you you know, make sure you're, you know not up to no
0: good I could definitely see that all right so speaking of clearances when did you go in the Marine Corps and why did you go in I joined
1: right after I graduated high school in 06 because before that I watched Fallujah on TV and wanted to go uh, fight the enemy is the polite way to put that
0: I, I know that feeling very well, because the catalyst for my brother, who's two years older than me, and myself for going in, so my brother went in the army, uh, was 9-11. Yeah. And
1: then, um, yeah, anyway, you, know, you watch, watch Fallujah on TV, because they broadcast the whole damn thing. And then I was like, hey, cool, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to fight in Iraq. And then didn't go to Iraq. Went to Afghanistan twice, but, you know, n- never, never set split in Iraq, although besides uh, what the hell is it? Uh, Iran. I had had my feet on the ground in all the countries around it. So it's like, well, I mean, that's, that's right?
0: Hey, that's pretty good, man. Maybe you should like go there as like a pilgrimage and just like walk across the border and then walk back. <laughs> like been to Iraq.
1: Uh, a- a- after I'm sufficiently convinced that Isis isn't a thing anymore
0: I mean that that's probably a really good plan
1: yeah like I'm gonna wait till they have another brutal dictator in charge of all of that happens, because like um, I, I actually got a not not a not a talking to but like a, hey let's sit down and talk about your uh, homework when I was in high school it was like right after the invasion of Iraq and uh, yeah it was in a social studies or a civics class or something like that and uh, you know the point of the homework was, like, hey, what what should you do? What should we do in Iraq after this? And I was like, put another brutal dictator in charge, just make them pro-American. Problem solved. Like whatever we're mad about, like like we've been doing that in South America and Africa for like what fifty years. Like it, I mean, w- when it works, it works, and when it doesn't, we just reinvade anyway. So I mean,
0: <laughs> well, except for Iran, it didn't work there.
1: I mean, it worked for the Iranians, and we haven't. Been in, oh, actually, no, we. I don't want say we haven't been in open war with Iraq, but well, Iran, but we, yeah, yeah, um, we did before do a pretty Shah and wrong. like all
0: that, like we put a pro American person in and then they revolted, and that's how they got like the Shah and the Moolah and like all that craziness. Like it went from like quasi normal to extremely pro American to what it is now,
1: like, yeah, like I said, when it worked, it worked and when it doesn't, then, damn,
0: fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, but we yeah. haven't reinvaded. <laughs> you said yes. we would reinvade. We didn't. Soon, soon.
1: <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't. I don't know if we. I mean, I, I know that the possibility is there for us to go to war with Iran, but I think that it wouldn't ever be. Uh, hey, just us. Let's go to Iran. I think it would be a shit pops off with China, where we get involved with something going on with Russia, and then uh, Iran just you know takes the other side and you're like, well, Hey, do you know what? Since, since you're on the other side, let's, let, let's go ahead and send a couple divisions there.
0: I think it's not going to be until we get the blessing from Israel because it's going to directly affect them because it's their backyard.
1: Yeah. Or, 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 you know, say World War Three pops off and then we just tell Israel we won't retaliate if they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of like the thing with the, uh, uh, one of the things that like, uh, one of the insurance programs i guess you would call it with the uh or oil trading with saudi or i guess saudi arabia's oil trading in general so like they you know trade oil oil exclusively in dollars like they just changed uh they went over to china for um natural gas that's not oil oil so it's a different conversation but uh there's a treaty we signed i forget what it's called but it was you know signed sometime back in the 60s and it pretty much says that Saudi Arabia will only trade crude oil in U S dollars and the United States will not let Israel invade um, Saudi Arabia. So it's like, all right, well, all you gotta do is stop doing this or that. And then we'll tell Israel, um, Hey, you guys, that thing that you've been wanting to do, go for it.
0: That sounds like a fucking spicy weekend.
1: It, you know, it does. And I'm not saying, I hope it happens, but you know, that's, you know the world we live in
0: yeah it's definitely wild so you went in 2006 you're watching Fallujah. for watching flusia what did you go in for was your MOS? so i went in as a uh,
1: what the hell was it so i went in as a combat illustrator which the the two things wrong with that is a your recruiter tells you everything is you know combat because you're a marine's a marine right yeah um and then also the t- the the MOS title has combat in it so I eh, must go to combat right well uh, I, I get to the schoolhouse so- yeah logically right like <sighs> I mean little did I know that if the logic is there then something is wrong um. Anyway, I go to the schoolhouse, and I'm actually the last. It's a joint schoolhouse at, uh, at Fort Meade in Maryland, and I was in. I was the last Marine to go through the Illustrator class before they merged with printing. So when I got to the fleet, uh, I was in a print shop. Um, luckily, uh, the way the Marine Corps works was, you know, graphics printing, photo, and video were all in the like, you know, same uh, shop or platoon or whatever. Okay. Um. So. I get to the fleet. Everybody goes to fucking Iraq minus like ten dudes. And then in 2008, they're like, "Hey, uh, you guys know Afghanistan's still going on, right? We're going to send a design to Afghanistan." And I was like, uh, "I want to go." And they're like, "What are you going to do? You don't know. Like, you're you're a fucking printer." I was like, uh, I "Teach myself photography. Like, give me a week." Um, it, it took longer than a week, and you know, I only ever got like oh passable at it, but you know, still got me enough to get my you know feet on the boat and you know deployed four times depending on how you count well maybe five depending on how you count them like i don't know if you count muse or like okinawa so like i have like to, i really like to, you know went twice but i went to you know two afghans and then two did two Muse. but
0: how um, does an okinawa deployment work
1: i will get to that in a moment um because there's All a right. couple different ways it works um but over, over all but one of those deployments, I went as a photographer, even though it was never my MOS. Um, and then the last one, I went as uh, PSYOP because I got told into another MLS for a oh, I love it. What um, happens? Oh, dude, no. So, fucking the Marine Corps, uh, I don't know, maybe about a decade back now, <laughs> decided that they needed a fucking PSYOP unit and nobody was volunteering for it so they just grab people from across the core and said, you're a now? So you're going to go to Fort Bragg and, you know, go to the fucking, like, pipeline at the JFK Special Warfare Center. It's the same schoolhouse that Green Berets go to. It's not the same class. That doesn't mean the same thing. Like, you it's... put Navy SEALs and admin dudes in the same schoolhouse. That doesn't mean they're learning the same shit. But okay, cool, I'll, I'll go pretend like I'm doing cool guy
0: shit. So Which, it's under the same roof. Uh,
1: yeah, and I don't know how much you know about... Uh, but um uh, it's it's mostly fucking boring ass intel work and the other thing is like the higher your clearance goes the more boring the shit gets because you think oh hey i'm getting this secret clearance i'm gonna learn about aliens in every area 51 it's like no it's all compartmentalized you still don't know anything you don't need to know and all your fucking secret clearance is good for is who's gonna be when and where so cool like it's gonna be outdated fucking information in three weeks. And they're not even gonna talk about the shit on the history channel in 20 years. Like Hitler is not coming back with the aliens from this info. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but I do get to know that there's X amount of troops in this city and fucking, I don't know, Iraq or Afghanistan or like on this boat somewhere. It's like uh, neat, um, I don't like living in a skiff, but whatever. Um, yeah. So, you know, fucking playoffs sucks. Um, but uh, <laughs> after after that, I, I after that, no, I had to lat move back into my MLS to get out of that. Uh. Like it was, it was they wanted you there that bad. I was like, well, I'm not going really to ramble. Sorry. All right, we'll we'll just and go back. And then I couldn't go back to like, uh, what is it? Um, go back to be like an illustrator because you know that didn't exist anymore. And I wasn't actually a photographer, so I had to uh, lat move into video to you know go back to sound by camera. Okay. <clears throat> And then uh, going back to how Okinawa deployments work and the deployment, I'm going to put uh, parentheses around or quotation marks around because it hasn't been a deployment since 1945, but uh, you either go there and you go to the North end of the Island to pretty much just do jungle warfare training for five or six months, or you go there and get on the 31st Mew that's there and then do a little bit of jungle warfare training and then, float around the Southeast, Southeast, Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia.
0: East yeah. So it'd right, be like right? the Philippines, yeah. Thailand area, Indonesia. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 So, I mean.
1: Everywhere but Vietnam. Actually, any some dudes that went to Vietnam, they fucking love it. Like, and <laughs> it was funny because, you know, they get back on the boat and because, you know, uh, you know, if you're on a mule, there's more than one boat there uh, or ship. And, you know, if yep. you go into port, they don't always go to the same port. Like, uh, like I was on one and we went to like our ship went to Singapore, another ship went to Cambodia, another ship went to fucking Vietnam. And then, um,
0: what kind of ship were you, you on? Know,
1: I was on, uh, LHD. I was actually my, my okay. first mule. I was on the, uh, USS Macon Island on a maiden voyage. And then my second mule, which I wrote my first two books on, um, I was on the Bottom of Shard, which isn't a boat anymore.
0: Yep, I so, remember when that happened.
1: Yeah, and and fucking that was so fucked up too cuz like everybody's like blaming this like like everyone in the chain of command. It's like you weren't watching after this, you weren't watching after that. Fucking they already fucking like charged or not charged, but um relieved of command like some like flag officers and then we're still trying to charge this like E2 or E3 for, you know, setting Negligently setting the boat on fire. It's like, well, wait, hold on. If, you, if it's the, the captain's fault, why are you charging him? Do you have any evidence for him? No. Oh, you, you just want to pin it on somebody. You got it. Shut up, baby. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I knew, uh, what is it? So, like, we went in the port. We went to Singapore, or my boat went to Singapore. Somebody else went to Cambodia. Someone else went to Laos. And then I hooked up the combat camera dudes afterwards. They're like, yeah, dude, like, I never thought I'd say this, but uh, they're doing communism right, man. I'm like, what? And like, yeah, I mean, you go into a bar, you get 20 bucks. You get shithouse drunk, you get to sing karaoke all night, and you get to bang three chicks. Like, for 20 bucks? Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, so I'm not saying communism is a good thing, but you know, maybe maybe just the Vietnam <laughs> Vietnamese are doing
0: it right. <laughs> uh, dude, I was telling my girlfriend a few weeks ago, I'm like, I'd love to go to Vietnam. She's like, really? That's pretty cool. It sounds awesome. Like, yeah, I know. I want to see their war museum from their point of view because they call it the yeah. American War, and in their eyes, like they won like because we went away. And like the entire yeah. country is north, not no longer North Vietnam or South Vietnam. It's just Vietnam. I'm like, kind of. Yeah, no. It. And
1: then like, it, it's funny because they don't have that much animosity towards us in general for that, because right after we left, the Chinese invaded and
0: they, fucking they had a, the, Chinese. Guess, the
1: Chinese war like what, two, three years after that. Yep. yep. And then they kicked the fucking Chinese. They kicked the fucking Chinese out. Like um, when we went there, like we quote unquote lost. But, you know, at the end of the war, you know, we went to, you know, sign the Paris Accords, you know, uh, us, North or North Vietnam and South Vietnam all signed a treaty. The war stopped. We left. And then North Vietnam took the war back off and, you know, invaded the South after we left. But when the Chinese invaded, they kicked the Chinese out.
0: Yep. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah, uh that's one of those places where it's like maybe people shouldn't try and invade. Yeah. I mean,
1: also a little fucked up to say, but the only people that did it successfully were the fucking Japanese. And, you know, it, it took us nuking them to get them out. So
0: The Japanese did everything brutally in that time period though. Like mm-hmm. the rape of Nanking was just like the tip of the fucking iceberg. That's just what we knew about. Yeah, I
1: think I was reading somewhere that across the Japanese empire, there was approximately like 10,000 deaths a day, like, or or like murders committed by the fucking Japanese army.
0: Uh, That sounds completely feasible, given what I know.
1: Yeah, like, it was bad, bad. Like, they weren't as bad as the Nazis, but like, it was pretty damn close.
0: In ways they were and in ways they weren't. I mean, I guess it depends on, you
1: know, your your view on worth. So, like, instead of rounding people up and sending them to camps and, you know, exterminating them there, they just shot them in the field.
0: Yeah, like right in front of everyone to get the rest of them in line. Yeah. No, I have a buddy who's half Filipino, so his dad was in the Navy and met his mom, go figure out how that one worked. Um, Mm.
2: mm, No idea. Oh, (laughs) shit.
0: she's definitely not a former call girl and uh <laughs> <laughs> he knows it though and so like his grandma like came over at one point his grandma barely spoke english i've met her before and she's tried to stab me once side story and oh. yeah but she would tell my buddy stories about the japanese invading during world war Two, and how also pretty much fuck the Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that was the first time they mistakenly thought she died. All right. When they were uh, killing everyone in that town. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So the Philippines was brutal. Yeah. And
1: oh wait. Yeah, no, in the Philippines has only like gotten like just slightly less fucked up, I guess. Like, you know, there, there's still like a huge insurgency going down going on in uh Is it pronounced is it pronounced Mindanao? Like the big island down south? I
0: have no idea.
1: Oh. Well I, I think it's Mindanao. Um it's the big island down south, but uh the ethnic group down there is called uh uh Morel, and uh they're they're all Muslims, which um leads to the, the greatest fucking terrorist group name ever which is the um, Moro Islamic Liberation Front um, th- th- there is literally a violent extremist organization in the Philippines called MILF. Fuck
0: yes I was spelling <laughs> that in my head as you we were saying it I was like oh he's gonna say it <laughs> oh, that's like that joke from oh shit what Jane Silent Bob Stripe backwards? like oh, oh the clit
1: yeah the clit commander
0: the clit, which is an offshoot of the labia. And... <laughs> <laughs> fuck. To... Coalition for the liberation of inanimate tree dwellers. And then fuck what was like, la- God, it was so fucking good though.
1: That was, that was pretty great.
0: Uh, yeah. That little like fake news tirade bit moment. I was dying. I was also piss hammered. Yeah. Right? But like, that's like this, this life in art, or is art imitating life here? Um,
1: No, but like uh, anyway. Speaking of the Philippines being you know, all fucked up, actually remind me, I got a buddy with a not call girl wife story after this. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I haven't I haven't I didn't meet anybody super late in my career that ever saw action in the Philippines. But um, when I first got to Camp Pendleton, there was a handful of um you know, sergeants and corporals, you know, guys that have been in for a little bit that had combat action ribbons from the Mew they went on and, you know, got off in the wrong place in the, you know, Philippines, you know, to go, go do shit and got some action. It's Like, okay. So stuff it, at least 20 years ago was still going on where
0: Americans were, you know, fighting there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah because but, the uh,
0: Philippines, uh, so for a while, that's where we were sending people for like, counterinsurgency schools and stuff like that mm-hmm. was like that sort of a deployment going to the Philippines and like doing jungle warfare there and learning counterinsurgency against their, the MILFs I guess yeah I, I want to go to the jungle <laughs> I feel like there's a storyline in this for you somewhere anyway
1: so I, I add up a- a buddy might be loose loose term. Uh, guy I used to talk to in the smoke deck. How about that? Um got it. But he was married to the Philippines, right? Yes. And <clears throat> she'd only been in the States for a little bit. Um and she spoke well enough English unless she got excited or, you know, like pissed off or like it, anything outside of just like your normal walking around emotion, like just goes up the and he was saying one time fucking they were in bed and they're starting to get a little spicy and uh she goes you know to you know get some lube but instead of lube she grabs the hand sanitizer and you know rubs it all over downstairs and then starts screaming and fucking tagalog runs to the bathroom and just like shoves her pussy under this fucking under the fucking faucet trying to get water on it and he comes in freaking out he's like What's wrong? What's wrong? And she starts screaming at him, you Tagalog know, because, you know, she's excited and, you know, can't remember English. And he's like, use English. She's like, ah, spicy pussy, spicy pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's great. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea where that was going to go, but I was so happy it went there. <laughs> well, I had to go somewhere. Well, I know, but it could have went a million ways. Doesn't know English <laughs> that well. Gets spicy in bed. You tied it all together beautifully. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't there for it. I mean, it was secondhand. It could have been complete bullshit.
1: You know what? Like, that's one of those stories that it's like, dude, if that didn't actually happen to your wife, why are you telling me that?
0: Man, you have a really good imagination about talking about your wife if you're telling something like that and it didn't actually happen.
1: Yeah, so so I, I tend to trust that story Adam. Actually, let, let me tie that back. I want to believe.
0: I want to believe it too. Now, I'm a, I'm on your side for that one. Like, that one needs to be real.
1: Yeah, it has to be. it Has to be. Okay, it, it's it's like. Uh, the, the the story's dead in a coffin and like you know we're pushing it over the side of like a fucking ship and we're all standing around like we we all know that story's bullshit right and then like like yeah but no one can ever know and then like you know you like light a cigarette stare up into the distance and like alright sworn office, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> alright, so that covers Mew and an Okinawa deployment. So, you you said you also went to Afghanistan. Yeah, I
1: went in 2008 with uh, 2 7, and then in 9 and 10 with 3 4. Yeah, to Afghanistan those
0: two times ago. Nice. So, you got attached to infantry units then?
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, like, they didn't really have to deal with us. So my my whole first deployment fucking, you know, you get there and it's like, okay, so here are you? We're, we're the combat camera, dude. What do you do? We take pictures of shit. All right. So uh, what do you actually do? Uh, that's a good question. This MOS shouldn't exist, but you know what? I'm having fun doing it. So what do we do? And I, I get put in a, um, I pretty much just get put in a cat platoon for the whole fucking deployment, which depending on, what the you're with cat is either combined armored assault team or combined anti-tank team, which pretty much their job is to, you know, blow off Russian tanks from, you know, and also not be in tanks while you're doing it. But since, you know, the Taliban didn't have tanks, we were just a um, sport by fire, uh combat support dude. because you know, we had, we had trucks with 50 cals and tow missiles and, Mark teams and shit. So, it's, you know, mostly assaultmen and uh,
0: Toe Gunners and Machine Gunners. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. is that where you got the storyline for the first book? Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, most I don't want to say most. Um, uh, a lot of the Iraq stuff in that first book is either stuff that happened on that deployment or stuff that those guys had been through on previous deployments like um uh like you know my my squad leader on that or on my first deployment um he i, I think his like his first deployment was a mu and then his second deployment was invading iraq and then his third deployment was like fallujah so he had you know a lot of you know good stories in there um and i didn't want to be like everybody else that you know i'm gonna go to war i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna write a book about how fucking cool i am it's like now that's that, that's stupid only two people have ever done that the right way um and, and and most of those books just fucking suck like say what you want about chris kyle a he did not write american sniper someone else wrote a tag his name on it and b the person that wrote the book for him didn't do a good job writing the fucking book and you know i don't want to be labeled up with those dudes with some book called oh, my tell all about fucking being a combat cameraman and, and fucking fighting in a war in the Marine Corps. So I uh, made it fiction and I moved it to Iraq because there was plot stuff that I needed uh, to be in Iraq for instead of acting.
0: Nice. Well, I think you definitely made the right choice there because uh, it's fucking wildly entertaining.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm glad you like it.
0: Oh dude. It's like totally up my alley. There's like, Military stuff, obviously. Fucking, I have a you know hard on for the Marine Corps because there I was yeah. in the Marine Corps for a little bit, and uh, then it's just got sci-fi and weirdness and just fucking funness, but also just pure fucking debauchery.
1: Oh yeah, um, and then we can go to the and fucking alien. Limit, yeah, yeah, we can go into the, deba- into the debauchery stuff here and now. Uh, minute but uh, and, and for I guess those of you listening at home this is going to sound like major spoilers if not it happens early early in the fucking book but um, they, they get stuck in that uh, like ancient Babylonian temple right
0: yes the underground um, one
1: because yeah because you know Babylon was in Iraq fucking Samaria Acadia all those like weird friggin like
0: the fertile um, crescent you know, the cradle weird, of civilization this is where we learned about yeah
1: like all those like ancient civilizations happened in Iraq, you know. those stories happened in Iraq. You know, if they built any temples like that, which they did a lot, but you know, most of them aren't underground and filled with booby traps and all that shit. But <clears throat> um, that shit's in Iraq. If I wanted to do that in Afghanistan, then it's like, well, um, either it didn't happen here, or the few temples they did have the Taliban fucking destroyed in the fucking nineties. So if I wanted to make yeah. that about Afghanistan, I'd have had to make they made the I would have had to make the main character fucking I don't know a, a Russian soldier that was there in the fucking seventies, you know. It's like yeah, no, I'm good. Or 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 I could have like gone all the way back and like made him a British soldier in the fucking uh, World War Two or some shit fighting the Ottoman Empire. But or Alexander the Great. Yeah, but you go back far enough, and it's like, well, then that stuff's not like ancient freaky stuff. It's just it's happening now, you know. Yep. But. But say I did do it, Alexander the Great, fucking uh, A, fucking Hank the, and Doc, the characters, uh, they wouldn't have came home. Um, if I did it with a British soldier in World War One or 2 they'd have come home and then like, uh, hello, ma'am, may I interest you in a drink instead of, you know, accidentally getting pissed on while you're fucking going down on a fat chick outside of a fucking bar in San Diego, you know? Like, <laughs> I, Again, I, I need more some the right choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think mustache parties existed in fucking the well, I, I'm sure someone had a mustache party in the fucking 30s, but it was probably not the same kind of mustache party.
0: Oh, 30s Britain, 30s and 40s, World War 2 era, Britain did you see those mustaches on those Brits? <laughs> they yeah. had the very classy, "Oh, top of the morning, ma'am, would you like a mustache ride?" Or however the fuck they would say it because they call an elevator a lift. <laughs> yeah. What would be the term for a mustache ride in British? I need to find this out. God damn it. Uh, that would be a good spree monkey. Would you care for a mustache? Oh, fuck.
1: It's got to be a good word for it. Would riding. you like to treat my mustache like a trolley, good man?
0: Have you ever ride a mustache like it was a bicycle lady?
1: <laughs> Instead of putting your fanny on the seat, you put your fanny on my nose. Nope, nope. And you go for a ride. I got it,
0: I got it. What do they call uh, so, What do they call the uh, the subway in, in London? What do they call the subway? The underground or the tube. So would you care for a mustache underground? <laughs> would you like to ride my tube afterwards? <laughs> now we're on to something. I feel like no, we're no, really no. getting to the bottom of this. These are the important questions. Exactly. Not your backstory <laughs> or anything like that. How do you get a... How do you offer a mustache ride in case we have to go back in time to World War II era London?
1: Right, now. And then, like, say, say, say I did something like uh, I, I made Hank and Doc fucking Captain Marines, but instead of, you know, whatever bullshit they went through in Iraq, you know, it was all on uh, shit. You know what? I'm not even fucking historying right now. I, I'm, I'm sure there is some, like, weird temple somewhere from some ancient religion on some Pacific Island somewhere. But I know that it wasn't Guadalcanal or fucking Peleliu. So I, I guess it would have had to happen on fucking Okinawa. But then they come back to fucking San Diego in 1946. They're not going to be doing the kind of shit they do in that book in 1946. You know? Like, uh, I know that, like, you know, people up. don't... Well, no, not not even that. But like, you know, And I know that, like... um. Uh, the, the reason that we don't think that, like, you know, our, our dads or granddads or great granddads were debaucherous assholes was because they didn't put it on fucking Facebook in the fucking 50s. But, like, I, I know that like, that kind of shit happened. But could somebody reading that now really relate to that?
0: I feel like they would. Or the way that
1: they would have done it. I
0: feel like they would. Because my grandpa was Navy in World War II. Fleet Marine Forces, Pacific Theater. Uh, So he described it as going to Camp Pendleton for two weeks to learn how to use a machine gun. And then his job was being in charge of the high water mark on the islands. So he never talked about it, but I'm like, he did something. (laughs) Yeah. So actually. Yeah, no,
1: like my my granddad, um, he has a lot of stories about being in the service. Um, none of them are about, none of them that he tells were, have anything to do with being in Korea. they will talk to you all day long about all the other shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, my grandpa was like that too. Uh, a great Christmas story that I remember from growing up was, uh, the boat that he was on had a brig on it. Nobody was ever in the brig, but you're aware of steel beach parties. Oh yeah. So it was like that concept where like once a month they'd like, you know, get their beers or whatever and all that, but they kept the beers in the brig because nobody was ever in the brig. And so he was on guard duty one day and he shot the lock off the brig and him and his buddy got (laughs) piss hammered. And the end of the story was, and the chaplain walked in and he asked who shot the lock off the thing. And we denied everything. And that son of a bitch couldn't figure it out while the nine mil was in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, uh, my granddad has got a story about, uh, he, uh, so he was
1: in, like, joined the army, got out of the air force era. Okay. Um, but, uh, while he was stateside, cause he's in for a little bit, um, I, I forget if it was, it was like either in Montana or one of the Dakotas or some shit and uh bomber fucking crashed and him and like oh, four other dudes had to go. Guard the you know remains of this bomber, so they can get the fucking logistics together to go you know pick up all the pieces and stuff. But you know it's th- that area is sparsely populated; no one was going up there. Their job is to make sure that no one's looking to get away. From them. Um, but while they're up there, uh, they get like uh, their per diem or whatever it is, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: for the you know week you're supposed to be there. And they made sure that they had uh, enough eggs and beans to feed them because, you know, eggs and beans are cheap. And they spent the rest of the fucking money on beer. And uh, they had one guy that had to be sober enough in case an officer showed up. And they took turns night by night. And then they just got shit out the whole time they're up there <laughs> watching these fucking remains, you know. It's like, well, I mean, fucking, we're out in the... I mean, that area is not the desert, but it's close enough. You know, fucking, yeah. we're out in the desert, just you know, watching this fucking crashed airplane. So, uh, get here.
0: so I have an interesting per diem story so. f- from that. Uh, what's your feelings on the Osprey, first and foremost?
1: Um, like flying in it, uh, it's it's weird, but okay. Um, I, I don't know. Overall, I I think it's neat, kind of. Um, but I mean, I I never really got like. I don't have a strong opinion about
0: it either way. All right. Well, that's fine. That's the bird I used to work on. So when I was in, uh, I was in, and my first unit's job was to take the Osprey from experimental to fleet operational. So we Mm -hmm. do desert test and evaluation. So the officers picked a desert location. Uh, They picked one out west. Our unit's from New River, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune area. Uh, and they're like, all right, so we got to pick a good centralized location and, uh, yep. needs to be a desert area. Nellis air force base, 15 minutes off the Las Vegas strips. We were there for two months and they paid us per diem. It was fucking Mm -hmm. amazing. (laughs) So like one, we're on an air force base and we damn near ran the joint and, Uh, So I was on night crew, so I didn't get to do as much fun shit. My best friend, who was my roommate at the barracks, he was on day crew, and him and a sergeant left work every day at four, took the work van, drove to the Spearmint Rhino, and went to the strip club every night. Didn't matter if they had money or not. They became friends with every woman that worked there. It was amazing just like <clears throat> two months being in vegas all expense paid trip I fucking uh
1: remind me I, I have a story about air wingers and why you're all assholes after this but uh when i was stationed in torn at Palm, which is what maybe about an hour and a half two hours from vegas if you don't want to drive like a fucking pussy um otherwise it's not that far but uh you know, I'm at the fucking combat camera shop down there and they have this convention in Vegas. It's a week long and it's for like broadcast photojournalism or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like big industry fucking shit. So I convinced my command that me and five other Marines need to go TAD Vegas for a week to, you know, go to this industry, you know, uh, conference event thing you know so that we're so that the marine corps is staying up the times with what the civilian world's doing and get up there and you know our, all we're, we're on pfad you know ho- hotel fucking paid for you know food all that shit and it's also like you know the week after a payday so like i, I take fucking lance corp it's like me a corporal and a couple lance corpals and we go up there and uh i was a senior man so my instructions with them were like all right hey listen every day I need you to find something at this fucking conference and be able to talk intelligently about it when we get back. So like One thing per day, all right? Make some contact, whatever. If it takes you all day, it takes you all day. If it takes you 15 fucking minutes, it takes you 15 fucking minutes, if you understand what I'm saying. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I'll meet you here uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m., all right? All right.
0: <laughs> that sounds perfect. Mm-hmm.
1: but anyway back, back to back to fucking airwingers being assholes okay so um, lay this one
0: on me I'm ready
1: okay so I'm on a meal uh, you know fucking you know, ship deployment and you know we're doing a lot of uh, like helicopter fucking uh, assault training uh, which you know for listeners at home this implies you're on a boat you're on a helicopter fly around the helicopter for two hours you land in the desert or the jungle or whatever. You go, you know, shoot a bunch of uh, fucking desert or jungle or whatever. You know, like, just targets that are standing up. You get back on the helicopter, you fly two hours back to the fucking ship. So, we're flying, you know, back to the fucking ship, and I'm, I'm sitting in the back of this fucking, uh, I think we're in a ch three, so, um, helicopter the size of a fucking city butt. You fit a bunch of motherfuckers in it. <clears throat> and then the uh, the fucking crew chief Fucking guy, the guy that's, you know, there to, you know, work on the fucking plane if it goes down. He also manages machine guns, that kind of stuff. He starts freaking out about something. And, like, I look at him and, like, this dude's, like, running around. He's got his hands in the air. Fucking, um, he starts pulling panels out of the fucking, like, baseboard of the fucking plane or uh, out of the fucking helicopter. And, like, I'm freaking out because, you know, if the guy that's job is to make sure the plane's in the air is freaking out, something must be fucking bad. Also, if you haven't been on a helicopter, listeners at home. They're fucking loud as fuck. You cannot hear anything, so everything's like hand and eye fucking communication. So he points at me, and he tells and like does the like thumb jerk back over here to you know come over here. So I come over there, and he's got this lever that's under, um, like he had to re- like remove a pl- panel on the floorboard, and uh, there's this lever down there, and he's like you know pumping it, like you know pulling it up and pushing it down, fucking like relentlessly. I and think he points I at me.
2: Going.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. And he tells me to fucking do it. And, like, I'm there. I'm just, like, pumping this fucking lever for, like, five minutes freaking out while he's, like, running around the fucking rest of the thing. Everybody's, like, freaking out. Like, what the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? What the fuck's going on? And then eventually, like, taps me, gives me the thumbs up, and, like, you know, tells me to get back in my, or, like, thumbs back to my seat somebody me to go sit back down. And, you know, like, he's got this really worried look on his face. And I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Did we just fucking avert disaster what this shit's going on? Uh, two days later, I find out that that's actually the parking brake like for, for the wheels like that are down, that has nothing to do with that fucking thing being flown in the air.
0: Oh yeah. So, um yeah. CH46s. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. heard of guys doing that before, uh, except that pump in the back is the auxiliary pump for the, for the ramp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it doesn't fucking do anything. has nothing to do with being in the air. <laughs> in the slightest. All, all, all it does is make sure the thing doesn't roll when it's parked. That's it. <laughs> Yep. Yep. And part of me was mad but the other part of me was like, you know what? If I was in that
0: position, I'd be doing that shit too. Uh, no, I had one. So what you said earlier about um, like how you just kind of got thrown into PSYOPs that's the yeah. way the Osprey was in the early days. It's just like, oh yeah, you want to reenlist? Hey, looks like you're smart enough to go work on aircrafts. You're going to Osprey's. <laughs> and People are like, I don't want to. So,
1: were you originally for Ospreys then, or did you come in doing like uh, 46s or Hueys or some shit and then get bumped over?
0: Um, my original contract was not for anything Air Wing, but I uh, was oh. immediately disqualified from my uh, civilian record as a child. Okay. I went in for signals intelligence. That's what my original contract was signed for, and I couldn't get a security clearance when I was on Paris Island oh okay and so it was basically just uh, I I forget where the fuck we were it was like early third phase and they're like well we can't fulfill your contract so you can go home or you can sign an open contract and I'm like give me that open contract because it's 2003 and basically Iraq had just kicked off and we were still kind of in Afghanistan and by we I mean the Marine Corps Uh, so I'm like fuck man they'll probably make me infantry this is going to be great (laughs) Wait, hold on real quick, real quick though.
1: I just want to clear some stuff up. So you couldn't go digging because you're, you couldn't get a top secret clearance, so they're going to send you to be in the air wing where you know all the secret parts of a helicopter.
0: So the only part of <laughs> aviation which needs a security clearance is avionics, aviation electronics, because of the same thing you yeah. said earlier where it's just like – uh, they're doing the the radio, uh, mm. what's it called? Like, you know, they're loading the data into the radio so it's so it's encrypted. Oh, okay. And that's really the only thing. Like, I can hop on the internet right now and I can find every piece of information from airframes and hydraulics for the Osprey. Like, it's...
1: Oh, okay. So it's, it's like a different guide. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, I did airframes and hydraulics, so, I mean, it's carbon fiber aircraft. Carbon fiber work is very easy to figure out. Um, and the hydraulics work that I did, like, it's, it's all damn near open source. The engines on the Osprey, I, believe, oh, fuck. I know they use them on a different aircraft. I want to say they're C-130 engines. I might be wrong, though. but Are they C-130 engines? If they're not, they're similar. I know they've standardized to that engine. So, like, one of the things they did is they tested the Osprey engine in CH-53s, and it was more way too powerful, and it tweaked their airframe, which is why they went to the CH-53. I think they're the Kilos now, which are carbon fiber also. Uh, now, I know a decent amount about the air wing, but I... Like I've lost so much. Like I mean, I got out before they switched to uh, whatever they're on now with the Hueys and Cobras, with the four blades, the Hueys and Vipers, whatever they are. But yeah, no, those... Uh, yeah, so the 53s are the Kilos now. Those are carbon fiber, and they have the same engine as the Osprey. And there's 6150 shaft horsepower okay and thinking about that you're like yeah that that's a reasonable number and then you're like 6150 shaft horsepower that's a lot of fucking horsepower i mean my car is yeah. like 200
1: yeah no and uh, i always kind of you know thought it was like funny as like a joke for a while about like oh hey fucking you know, this, this airplane's got, you know, fucking 6,000 horsepower, so let's uh, get 6,000 horses together and, you know, <laughs> get them flying. But what's funny about that is, like, the reason that uh, the term horsepower came about was back when they were selling, uh, like, tractors back in, like, the fucking like, 1890s to, like, the, you know, 1920s or whatever. And horsepower was originally coined as a term for how many horses that that engine can replace on a farm. So if you have a tractor that's five horsepower,
0: that's five horses you don't need.
1: Oh. So, you
0: know, pull the field. Yeah. So do you so know that horsepower is an actual unit of measure?
1: I it, it got standardized into that, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the ability to move one ton, one meter in one second, I believe. I know there's one meter in one second in upwards lift. I don't remember the exact weight, though.
1: Yeah, no, that, that, that checks out, though. I mean, it's
0: yeah. got to be something. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's two of those engines inside the Osprey, and then the 53, being a heavy lift bitch, it is. I think there's three or four engines. Which is wild if you think about it, because 47s have more lift capacity than a 53, and they're. Fuck. I don't know how to describe a 47 versus a 53. Because we don't even have forty sevens, but after I got out, I worked on those as a civilian contractor.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've never been in a Chinook, but I mean, like, fucking, what is it? The the, the CH forty six is kind of like a small Chinook. Yeah, so that, 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 that kinda, that's kind of that's kind of the same thing.
0: <laughs> they were made by the same people. I mean, they're they're almost the same fucking bird, but just a little bit smaller. Yep, so the 47, the Chinook, is a heavy-lift helicopter. And the 46 is a medium-lift helicopter, even though it's still got a lot of fucking lift. Yeah. And I think uh, the
1: CH-46s the are always, like, really smooth rides, too. Like, especially compared to uh, the sea stallions.
0: Yeah, that's what everyone's always told me. All right, so we got fucking massively sidetracked by my air wing stupidity uh where, the oh, were, where are we with your uh i guess we were talking about the book in muse we oh muse, yeah Afghanistan. Uh, yeah yeah so have we mentioned <clears throat> the, the name thing, of your book yet
1: um uh, it's called smoke fit fairy tales it's by me he, um if you want to get it you get know it on amazon uh, you can get it at Barnes and Noble, but don't, because on Amazon it's fifteen bucks, and I get like a four dollar cut. And if you get it at Barnes and Noble, it's twenty five bucks, and I get like thirty eight cents because I don't control that shit on oh. the fucking that end. So if you want my book, yeah, buy it online.
0: Also, it's available for free on his website, but he also has like a hundred more books after that.
1: Um, Less yeah. than and like you can't like get like a physical copy you can just like read it on the website but, yeah no absolutely you can read it on the website
0: I read the first chapter That's... online and then I'm like I'm buying this yeah no because it's a good book <laughs> that and I hate reading things well, online but that first chapter I'm like I am sucked in well no no and that that was great too like fucking uh, one, one of the things that like got sales
1: off was putting it up for free on the website because you know at first you know like I'm trying to get you to read my book it's like hey listen I, I gotta get you to commit to this I gotta get you to like go on Amazon and if you don't have Amazon I get you to sign up or like you know drive your ass to fucking Barnes Noble and like buy this thing and then like either wait for it to come in the mail or drive home or whatever or or you just go to my fucking website and just read it there free like right now and then like you don't it like it's not gated you don't have to pay anything you can just open it up and go yeah, yeah. and then and then you don't put the rest of the books on there and you leave the first one off with the fucking cliffhanger. So you you want to know like, fuck what happens next? Well, Okay. You actually have to buy that one.
0: So what inspired you to go with the, uh, with the classic age old story of, uh, Marine meets alien, Marine bangs, alien. Um, because I love that joke that uh, I know aliens aren't real because the Marines not fucking one yet.
1: Yeah, um, there is a reason that there are aliens in that book, um, and it's not really reveal, like, why they're there. I mean, like, you know, like, in the story, you know why they are in the story, but, like, if you're reading it, you're like, why are aliens here? Um, it it kind of plays out like in the, you know, I guess fourth, fifth and, you know, sixth books and so on. Uh, Like significance that there are aliens, but those aliens being there specifically isn't really addressed. Not, not, not addressed, but like uh, why it's important to the story doesn't come out as uh, under, I don't even want to say understandable, but like, let's say there's nine books out now. Right. Uh, And, and the 10th book, the one, and the 10th book's done, um, but I'm not going to release it until I have the 10th, 11th, 12th, 12th, drop them all three at the same time. But because of what's going on in the story in the 10th book, it like kicks you right in the face. Like, Oh, these are the reason that the aliens were here the whole fucking time. So like, it's, it's, it's yeah, you know, excuse me. The, the whole story is going to be, you know, 12 books long when it's done, but not everything is told to you why it's happening until the bow starts getting tied up at the end. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I guess you want to go into it. Uh, have you read the other
0: books or just the first one? Um, I'm about 50 pages from the end of the first one. And then I have the second one that's just waiting for me and it's, yeah, basically I'm just going to roll through all of these like as fast as I can because they're wildly entertaining.
1: Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, I, for the people at home and, and I guess you, uh, no major spoilers, but what happens in the second one is, you know, there's aliens here. Uh, and they didn't just come to fucking America. They, you know, went everywhere. Um, in the distant future of 2020, uh, Hank and doc are <laughs> on the, uh, Baltic sea rotational force and they're in East Europe when the Russians invade. um, and uh i I also uh made the russians a formidable enemy which if i'd have known what they are that they were a paper tiger i would have picked a more competent villain like thailand or guatemala but you know hey listen it was 2015 when i wrote this i thought the russians were worth the hype but um uh, one of the reasons that the Russians are able to, you know, just steamroll through fucking Europe is because they're using alien technology to, to do it. And, and, you know, we have that alien technology, too. But because this story is told from the point of view as an enlisted guy, uh, you know, the Russians show up, just absolutely fuck everything. And then, like, before, like, re- American reinforcements show up, like, it takes, like, four months. And, you know, like, the English and, like, the Germans and, like, the Italians are there first and, like, they're sitting around bitching, like, hey, so this, like, alien thing, the Russians have it, the Germans have it here, the fucking Italians have it here, why isn't it, why isn't, like, the American fucking alien shit here yet? Uh, because the S-4 sucks is why it's not here yet, and if you're listening at home, you don't know what the S-4 is. That's the, uh, supply section of a military unit. Um... But uh, that, 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 that's one of the reasons that uh, I needed uh, aliens uh, there because I had um, I, I had a basic outline for what I wanted to do with the entire series before I even started writing the first one. Nice. So there was a lot of stuff sprinkled in for, hey, I want this to be there for
0: a uh, reason. So you said the 12th, ed- or not edition, the 12th book is going to be the final one? Uh, in the series, yeah. Are you going to write another series after that or undecided?
1: Um, I, I have ideas for stuff I want to write. Um, and they're all in the same universe, but they're not the same characters. They're not always at the same time. Um, and then some things have nothing to do with the story whatsoever except for like say the characters in this of uh, these these other books that I'm planning, uh, the only way that they'll be tied back to fairy tales at all is that they're reading Fifty Shades of Dave, you know. Oh, oh that's sweet. Which, which which for those of you who haven't read the book at home, fucking uh, Fifty Shades of Dave is the book that the characters read in the book. So
0: yeah. it's also so be like a non- optioned into a movie and the scenes of them watching that movie while they're doing other stuff. Uh, it's, it's brilliant. Thank you. I enjoy it. But like, say, you know,
1: they'll, (laughs) well, um... (laughs) I'm (laughs) fine.
0: Fucking great. Um, (laughs) by the way, Um... it's a full moon tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is it? Yeah. If it's not, tomorrow is.
1: Oh, well, that's close enough. Um, but yeah, so like there'll be other shit where it's like has nothing to do at all, and you wouldn't be able to tell it has anything to do with at all, except for you know the characters in that book is, are also reading either Fifty Shades of Dave or um, books by that same author, or whatever.
0: All right, okay, I can dig that.
1: Kind of like how like um, like Kevin Smith, like all the James Bob movies, like they're all in the same universe, but like a lot of them, like the only thing that you can tell they have in common or the only reason that you know that they're in the same universe is because either *J and Silent Bob* are there, or what's what, what's the restaurant
0: *Movies*? Yeah, *Movies*.
1: Yeah, so like you know, uh, has nothing to do with *J and Silent Bob*, but you know the characters go to a *Movies* when they're getting lunch or some shit, and that's, then that's your nod of like yeah, these are the same. Thing.
0: Yeah, there's something else too. I know there's there's *J and Silent Bob*, there's *Movies*, there's <sighs> probably a fucking hockey reference. I don't know. Oh, uh, they all smoke nail cigarettes. Yes, nails. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah.
1: Which, there's a, another fucking interesting fucking little, not intentionally in the same universe, but I treat it like it's in the same universe. So, like, um, there's a fictional brand of cigarettes called Morley's. And yes. there's a lot of things. A lot, of, a lot of movies, TV shows that have nothing to do with each other whatsoever except for they all smoke this fictional brand of cigarettes. And it's like, alright, well that brand doesn't exist so if it happens in this show and that show, they both, both must take place in the universe that has morally like cigarettes. And since that's not a real thing, like say Marlboro or Newport or whatever, or Camels, yeah. they must all be there. Like The, the smoking man in X-Files smokes Marley's. Um, William Shatner in the Twilight Zone movie smokes Marley's. Um, Fucking Californication, Hank, whatever the fuck his name was, smokes Marley's. There's like 70 fucking movies and TV shows where they're smoking Marley's. So it's like, okay, all this shit happens in the same universe. And the other thing, I think Buffy the Vampire Slayer's in there, too. And if you're going to tell me Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the X-Files take place in the same universe, I'm going to oh, yeah, no, big surprise there.
0: But it's Californication, which is all about fucking yeah. and listening to Slayer, apparently. Yeah.
1: So, like, um, if you go Google the list of, you know, uh, media that has more like cigarettes in it. But, you know, this all winds up. Like, there isn't, like, anything that, like, contradicts each other. Like, there isn't something like, uh, you know, The Walking Dead happens. And I don't know when The Walking Dead started. What, 2006? Just arbitrary fucking date. Um, but then this other show, there was still society in 2000 and fucking 15. So, they couldn't be together. There's none of that. Like, it's all plausible that this all happened in the same universe. Like, the morally
0: multiverse. I got to look that up. Like, that sounds pretty fucking cool because I like, you know, those weird things like that where it's just like, look, there's this connection, but there's really not because it's probably just something where they just didn't want to pay rights to Marlboro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand that, but I love living in that little, like, fantasy land of, like, It's all fucking connected, but it's unknowingly it, so.
1: Yeah, no, it's kind of like the uh, Terminator multiverse. Fucking, uh, are you familiar with the theory that every Schwarzenegger movie takes place in the same universe? Yes. Yeah. Um, And I'm going to go into it, because, you know, we're on a thing. But uh, for you at home, dear listeners, check this out. I want you to think of every Schwarzenegger movie ever made, right? Now, we're going to wrap this back to Predator, original. So there's a special forces team throughout the jungle. They come into contact with alien life that fucks up a fucking special forces team. Like, kills them all. Well, actually, kills two whole teams of them. And only one guy survives at the end. Yes. Now, fucking, uh, government hears about this when, uh, Dutch gets back, whatever his real name was. And they're like, okay, we need to find something that fights the aliens. And this guy killed one of these aliens. So, we need to make a super machine that can kill these aliens. And they make fucking terminators, right? Like not necessarily Skynet, the AI, but like the the fucking actual terminator part of, you know, the cyberdyne system, fucking like robots, fucking kill them all
0: So the cybernetic beings, exoskeleton with living tissue. Yes. That now fucking
1: Skynet or the government or whoever fucking doesn't exactly like you can't just build a machine and make it act human. You gotta fucking program it to make to act human or fucking train it to act human. The way it does that is that it runs these simulations inside the AI, which is where every other Schwarzenegger movie takes place. Now, I know you're thinking, that doesn't make any sense. No, it does make sense. Think about it. Schwarzenegger, in every fucking movie he's in, always kind of like he doesn't talk right, kind of bumbles around, doesn't know what the fuck he's doing, and even when he does know what the fuck he's doing, he's still kind of like a little off on it, and that's because that's the Skynet's a- AI trying to learn how to act and be accepted as a
0: human so it becomes a better infiltration fucking uh, soldier. So kindergarten cop, running man, uh, Mr. Dad. That's all that that's all that AI warning to be a human. So the AI made up Danny DeVito. Yeah. That's fucking amazing.
1: Exactly. Put that in your conspiracy pipe and smoke it.
0: If I had a conspiracy pipe to smoke, like right now, my brain just kind of hurts from it. I'm just kind of like, holy fuck, that's awesome. I'm just going to lie down. (laughs) I'm just going to think about kindergarten cop right now and who is your daddy and what does he do and (laughs) just fucking AI came up with that. God damn it. Trip, you're tripping me out. I'm sure you've heard that one.
1: Oh, no, no, never. No one's ever said that.
0: (laughs) Really, it's fucking natural. Losers, (laughs) they missed out. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's that's fucking wild. That's fucking awesome that you came up with, like, the entire story arc before you even started, while you were on a mew, which actually is not surprising, considering how much there is to do on a boat.
1: Yeah, no. uh, uh, And, and, you know, to be fair, I've been thinking about uh, uh, a story I'd want to write for years before that, and I just never sat down to write it until you know i was on a ship deployment and gainfully unemployed um and, and that's the other thing I, I think a lot of a lot of people um people do it you know don't write or whatever but like actually I, i'm gonna throw this in the fucking pretty much every everyone's got a story difference between a writer and someone who's not a writer the only difference is the writer actually puts his ass in a chair and types it
0: I think that can be said about 90% of things, though. And I say 90% because, you know, a lot of paraplegics can't lift weights.
1: Yeah, but I also have no aspirations to, like, I don't know, be a neurosurgeon. And And that's (laughs) the same here.
0: Yeah. Or a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, no, we have the capacity to do all of those basic things. So like writer, um, I don't know what if anyone wants to do with physical fitness. Like I personally enjoy lifting weights, but I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, yeah. And like, you know, like all of those like weird little basics things, learning how to cook, uh, cooking well, like making fucking bomb ass steak, uh, Travel. Yeah, that,
1: that's the one that, like, that, that's the one, though, uh, cooking. That's the one that, like, gets me when people don't know how to cook. It's like, okay, so do you not like do you not like food? I mean, do you not like eating good food? Like, yeah, I get it. McDonald's is cool, but, like, let's be honest. Like, I mean, fucking, I like to hide my beer guts from the fucking camera, but it's there. Um, I would be embarrassed as fuck to be as fat as I am if I didn't know how to cook. Um, what's your fucking excuse, dude?
0: You know? Fuck, I have no idea what people's excuses are. Like I have, I don't know, young age, I was just kind of like, there's food, there's a stove, I'll figure it out. Yeah. Now there's the internet. It's just like, like we said, YouTube, everything's on there.
1: Yeah, dude, no, and like fucking, uh, there's two sides to that, right? Like one, even if YouTube isn't there, you can be creative, you can experiment, like fucking, um, I've made a few dishes. Um, that I would consider my signature dishes that, like, you know, aren't that aren't that good. But, like, it turns out that they were real things later. And by that, I mean, like, yeah, I'm gonna crack eggs and the fucking ramen and strain pork cheese in it, you know? Like, that's mm-hmm. something. But then, like, all the fucking delicious, fucking, like, awesome, like, God-came-in-your-mouth fucking food, there's a five-minute fucking tutorial on YouTube on how to fucking make that shit. Almost all of it. Like, granted, there's some, like, weird stuff where you get, like, simmer... Like uh fucking uh, I don't know like a buttered egg yolk for like an hour and a half and like whisk it the entire fucking time and you got to speak softly to it so that the flavor comes out right and only add one grain of salt a minute the entire time it's there there there's like five things like that besides that no fucking like five minutes of fucking reading or fucking YouTube videos boom figured it out there's this uh chick um I think her name's like Nina's. Thai kitchen or some shit and she teaches you how to make fucking kick ass Thai food and none of her videos are more than like five minutes long
0: oh yeah there's uh yeah there's another guy the savage kitchen he does fucking amazing things like he's just doing stuff like uh breading chicken and making bomb ass sandwiches doing other things like making wings and stuff and it's just like fuck yeah but he's like Weird little twists on them, so they're a little more fun, like blueberry sauce on a chicken sandwich. Speaking of fried chicken, you ever made a Captain Crunch chicken? I have never even heard of that. Please enlighten me, because now I'm kind of fucking interested. Oh, this is an amazing thing. So I'm sure you know how to, like, bread chicken to fry it. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, flour, egg wash, instead of putting, like, bread crumbs or something weird on there. 50-50 mixture of Captain Crunch and cornflakes. So you like run it through a blender. So like get it like real uh-huh. fine like breadcrumbs. And then that's uh-huh. what you put on after the egg wash. And then, you know, batter that all up, fry them bitches. You're welcome. You will fucking love it. Do it as nuggets or do it as tenders. Mm. And then just like dip mm. away into whatever choice sauce you like and just fuck yeah. And you'll be like, this is Yeah, that sounds like it's going on the to-do list. Yeah, there's a there's an old recipe like I was introduced to this back in the days of back in the days of E-Bombs World is where I learned this recipe. <laughs> back before YouTube. We all went to E-Bombs World in college humor.
1: Dude, I remember fucking uh the, the first YouTube link I sent to somebody just because I sent it to this chick, she's like what I just sign in to use this, and I was like, "Okay, then don't." And that memory probably would have fucking faded into nothing if YouTube didn't blow up. But yeah, no, there, there was a there was an internet
0: before YouTube. There was a lot of things before YouTube. Yeah. No, I've uh, tried. I, I made a joke the other day about uh, grandpa's signing into AOL Instant Messenger to hit on ladies. Nobody got mm. it. I'm like, God, you all suck. There's a uh, there's a Facebook page I think
1: I think they got a uh, Instagram too, and all it's uh, like the the thing's called uh fucking ah goddamn what is what is um Internet Explorer? It's called Internet Explorer, and all it does is share news or like um, you know big pop culture things or like controversies from like five years ago.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god low hanging fruit but sometimes it's the good fruit yeah Hey, listen, if it works it works oh yeah Yeah. It's the old saying from the marine corps if it's stupid and it works it's not stupid
1: yeah no and, and that's the exact opposite of like hey this makes sense um, do we keep doing this or do we
0: wait till someone shows up and fucking at us or Or are we getting NJP'd for doing this? Because it it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Let's go with the NJP and just fucking full send. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So is that where we are then? Was that? So is that where we are then? I do believe that that is where we are. And I don't know kind of feels like a logical stopping point for now
1: yeah i mean we are at an hour and a half that's 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 a that's a good runtime. i don't know how long you normally do these
0: for uh so i had one that was about an hour and 15 minutes and i've had another one that was three and a half hours but that was a guy that i work with and he's a very good at conversation
1: ah okay
0: he was also formerly a recruiter in jacksonville florida and he had some interesting stories
1: I, I would imagine. So, fun fact, do you know why the Florida man is the Florida man? No, I do not. Okay. So, um, Florida's not actually any crazier than anywhere else. Um, I don't think so, no. But, no, but Florida does have this thing where they, I forget what law it is, but they've got an extremely transparent uh uh, state, local government uh, system, all that kind of shit. So, if you go into a government building and ask for any type of fucking paperwork, they have to give it to you. So, if you have a slow news day, you know what you do? You go to the fucking police department and say, I need the police reports from yesterday. And they have to give it to
0: you. Okay.
1: So, it's not so much that there aren't fucking crazed meth heads in fucking Montana that are eating homeless people's spaces. But in Montana, they don't actually have to tell you that's happening.
0: In Florida, they do. Wow, okay. This is, that makes sense, because you've heard of the, uh, the OTF triangle, Ohio, Texas, and Florida. That's where all the fun news comes out of? Yeah. Like, I know it's like a game show for, like, some morning shows up by me where it's just like, uh, here's a news story. Tell us which state it's from, Ohio, Texas, or Florida. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I don't know about Texas or Ohio, but I would imagine it's probably something.
0: Like Some amazingly dumb stuff comes out of both of them. those two. Yeah. Um, yeah, because Ohio... Yeah, no, and
1: Ohio. Like, I'm originally from Florida, and then I lived in Ohio for a bit.
0: Um, I'm so sorry, that
1: Oh, God. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida, actually, and then uh, the Akron Canton area.
0: Yeah. I don't know much about Jacksonville. Yeah. I've only been there once for a week, but Akron Canton area is that's, that's hard.
1: Yeah, no. And then it's funny. Cause you know, I talk a lot of shit, um, you know, on the internet about Ohio and it was like, Oh, this I'm tired of this joke. Ohio is not like this. like, bitch, I lived there for six years. I'm not lying about it. Um, there's a, uh, part in my second book. I don't know what the direct quote is, but one of the, you know, they're, they're fighting in world war three at, at that point, And, uh, one of the characters talking about the dude. I just, I just want to get away from this war and go back home. Where are you from? Ohio. And then one of the characters like, I would rather sell myself into fucking slavery than ever go to Ohio.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ! Yeah. So, yeah, you know, fucked up. <laughs> and that's why I go to Pittsburgh for concerts instead of Cleveland, even though it's closer. <laughs> uh, yeah. no, Pittsburgh's not bad. Um, no, nah, it's not. Pittsburgh's cleaned up a lot.
1: Yeah, no, it it's uh I mean I don't I was never around for it being like dirty, dirty, you know. Um I yeah, I never had any problems with Pittsburgh, except for the traffic. The traffic's a fucking bitch because when we built the roads were fucking retarded. Uh but so- yeah, besides that, as long as uh, Pittsburgh's okay once you park the car. How about that?
0: Yeah, yeah, I I could definitely agree to that. Yeah, my grandma said that uh, Erie, where she was from, Pennsylvania, was built on a grid, and Pittsburgh, they just kind of threw spaghetti at the map and said, there's your city. Yeah. Yeah. One of the other
1: things, though, um, Pittsburgh's fucking got a lot of good shit going for it, even after all the fucking steel mills left. Um, And I know that's not at all a good fucking segue into what I'm going to fucking say. Um, But one of the... One of the things I appreciate about about Pittsburgh is that all their sports teams like wear the same colors
0: that is actually pretty cool. They all got like that steel based thing,
1: yeah, especially because like I'm not too big into sports, and it's like you know go to a fucking you know bar you know I'm at somebody's south I turn it on my room, oh, okay colors those colors
0: got it <laughs> yeah you got you got black and yellow, black and yellow or black and yellow down there, yeah. Do they have a basketball team? No, they don't. No, they're just no. baseball, football. And it's hockey. just the Penguins, Steelers, and Pirates, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had to think for a minute. I know about the hockey team. Damn near raised on that shit. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, not a fan of the Steelers. Go Bills all the way. <sighs> yeah.
1: Well, well, I mean, fucking, I don't know. Like, I, I don't care about sports. Unless I'm in a sports bar and I'm drinking and I have, need something to yell at, in, in which case that becomes a thing. Because, like, let, let's be honest about this: fucking watching a sports game isn't about fucking the game; it's about getting drunk and yelling at shit. That, oh, that's the yeah. real activity.
0: No, the reason I'm a Bills fan is uh, so you remember in the '90s when they went to four Super Bowls in a row and lost? Yeah, that's that's. That, that's some german level shit like hey we're gonna start this
1: like we're gonna go to war against the entire world and lose twice like hey, dumbass you didn't fucking learn your
0: lesson the first time fuck <laughs> i mean there's weird different socioeconomic things for the germany thing but back to the bills so when they were doing that <laughs> they had uh training camp was in my hometown so their summer training camp was in my town and like it was at the college in my town suny fredonia not a huge school. SUNY stands for State University of New York. It's an entire system. It's why we don't have like a big school like Florida like or Ohio just taking up the entire fucking state. It's just spread out everywhere. Yeah, and so that's the one in my town, which is in between Buffalo and Erie. And uh, during the summer, like the summer soccer program would be in like one part of this field, And then there'd be some snow fence, and then that's where the Bills had practice. (laughs) So I'd literally stop playing soccer in the middle of the day or whatever it ended, and I'd just walk 50 feet to where the Bills practiced, and I'd watch them do their summer training camp or whatever, and go home after drinking all my juice boxes or whatever, and I'd tell my dad all about (laughs) my day. And then he'd go to the bars at night and drink with Jim Kelly and Thurman Thomas and all those motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm just like... I was like, "That's pretty awesome!" Like, oh, it's just a fun little thing. And then, even more fun. So I would have been super young, or maybe not even born when this happened. But I guess OJ Simpson was in my town because back when he played for the Bills, he did training camp there in Fredonia. And I'm just like, "That's cool. OJ's been here. I wonder if he drove a Bronco."
1: Um. So speaking of OJ Simpson, uh and going back to social media, uh, are you on Twitter at all?
0: No, but I'm probably gonna get on there soon one of these days, just to start promoting this podcast better. Okay,
1: O.J. Simpson has one of the best fucking twitters.
0: I'm sorry, he does. Um, oh, I'm following that now. I got to get on.
1: Now. Yeah, no, because like you know, a lot of it's just you know bullshit. You know, like hey, I'm going golf today. You know, this and whatever. But like, you remember Tiger King, right? Yes. Okay, so he had a thing on Tiger King where he's like, "Hey, listen, uh, Carol Baskin." She killed her husband. I know these kind of things. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck does that mean, OJ? OJ, what does that
0: mean? <laughs> oh, fuck. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh...
1: Oh, that's fucking great. Listen, I'm not an expert on a lot of I'm not um, an expert on this. I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that like, likes to listen to experts. Um, now, if O.J. Simpson wants to talk about how he's pretty sure someone killed their spouse, I'm going to trust him that he knows that.
0: <laughs> I, I definitely believe that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Yes. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm still laughing at you yelling. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it was so perfect. This is all
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: fuck me. The energy and the emotion in your voice is what got me on that. I was like, it was unexpected and beautiful and the. Perfect. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know,
1: fucking
0: the Jameis Burke again. So. Uh, uh, oh, also, we should probably fucking mention you're, uh, um, not really audiobooking, but like doing chapters of your of of *Smoke Pit Perry Tales* and putting it up on YouTube, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So people keep on asking for the audiobook because uh, a lot of my, uh, I'm going to call them, the fan base are. Uh, veterans, and not to you know smirch anybody, but um, apparently they don't know how to fucking read. They keep asking for an audiobook. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll do a with goddamn audiobooks. But there's a lot of work that goes into that, and I'm not gonna be able to sit down and do fucking 500 hours of fucking work for you know nothing and just like push it all out at once. So uh, the way I decided to combat that is do it chapter by chapter, um, and then put each chapter on YouTube, and then once it's done, you know make you know, just release the whole thing, or the audio for all that on the audiobook, but then, like, on the uh, um, fucking damn... On the YouTube videos, you know, it's not just, you know, like, blank background or whatever, like, you know, I go in and, like, try to make the images, and it uh, kind of play out, you know, like, what's going on in the fucking story, so, I mean, it, it, it's more than just, you know, me reading the book. At least on YouTube, anyway, you get fucking... Visuals going along with it, and then you know, I've been getting uh voice actors to comment on it, so you know, it's I'm trying to you know turn it into more of like an audio drama. Um, yeah, and I did then, see
0: you uh requesting um <coughs> voice actors, I forget how long ago it was on the Instagram, yeah, but
1: like, yeah, okay, you know, I, I got that, yeah, well, I got that going on, and then uh, you know. Started start getting like you know sound effects and you know soundtrack in there and all that, so um,
0: trying to make them more like a cinematic experience that you could you could also just not watch and listen. That's pretty awesome. I might have to listen to those. I mean, I'm already well past the uh, the one that you just put out, which I believe was Chapter Six. Yeah, the last the second half of Chapter Six came out today. Yeah. Um,
1: and some of them are broken up into two chapters, some of them are, like, uh, the next one's coming out, uh, chapter seven, that's that's all in one video, but that's all, also only only 20 minutes long as to where the full thing for, you know, chapter six, that was almost fucking 50 minutes, so it was like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know, pump out a, or I'm not gonna drop an hour long fucking YouTube video when it's, you know, my fucking, what, eighth or tenth fucking video up, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. that's really fucking awesome, everything you're doing, dude. Like, I don't know how you find time for all of it. Uh, I don't have a job. <laughs> that's a good way. I'm sure it doesn't make things, like, you know, easy for the rest of life, but. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, fucking, I actually, I guess I should be certain. Uh, I think, you know, we'll
1: see how that fucking goes. So, um, not, not to get too in detailed about it, but it's, uh, um, slow paced fucking thing, but, you know, um, I don't know. There's other words in here somewhere that I am completely fucking feeling the pull together, which I would not imagine inspires fucking, um, confidence in reading my book so <laughs> though i guess for that you know like the books already written you don't have to sit there and wait wait for me to fucking you know do this shit because you know like when you're writing it's like and i quote uh so like goddamn fucking they uh um a, a bill pulled out a cigarette and then like fucking shit goddamn uh tyler was like hey man a smoke and then you edit it, and it's like, "Don't pull out a cigarette." Tyler asked him if he could have one. So you know, by the time we get into the books, so I cut it out all the fucking, uh, yeah, no, you know, um, fucking goddamn shit, fucking. Uh,
0: like yeah, you can also just shorten all those aha goddamn to, Hey, motherfucker, give me a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Which is the beauty of editing? Yes, it is. But also, I've never written a book. You yeah. know, yeah, that's because you haven't sat down and done it. I also don't know what I would have to say. <laughs> I'm not sure anyone wants to hear about the uh, the days of the osprey not deploying at New River, North Carolina.
1: Well, the thing about that um, that I will say is. In the, the, the realm of, not necessarily just creativity, but I think it does start there, is there are people out there that have a lot less talent than you in whatever it is that you do, and they're a lot more successful than you are only because
0: they chose to believe in themselves. Are you talking about Six Inch Alien Pizza Boy?
1: That's, that's not me. That's That's a guy named... Uh, coin or curl? That's, that's not me. Yeah, I, I well, know. he's much uh, more that, that, successful
0: than me right now.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a space alien. That oh, I'm sorry, he's not a space alien. He's from Texas. Uh, he, he wrote that. That's not me.
0: Um. <laughs> not me. I'm I'm just saying, like I haven't done anything. The six inch alien pizza boy. That's a story that's been written, and it's far more successful than any story that I've written because my stories <laughs> are zero. So I mean, you're we're making your point, but with six inch yeah. alien pizza boy. Yeah, there's. There's a sixteen. or I'm sorry. There's a sixteenth alien pizza
1: boy who was delivered pizzas, and uh, this chick didn't have any money, so she ate him with her vagina. It's not me. It's not me. It's not me. I didn't write that. I, I
0: was just. I was just highlighting that it exists. All right. Are you saying you're not casting judgment? You're just informing the populace that it's out there. Yeah, that, that's it. I, I'm not. I'm
1: not uh, bemoaning, dismirching or praising. I'm just just saying it exists and it's there. It's on, it's on Kindle Vella. Like you can, you can, you read it for free. It's, it's, you know, like you don't have to log in or anything. Like you just pull it up on your fucking browser. It's there. Um, but I didn't write it, so you know, um, if you don't, if you don't get read it. Uh... So
0: read *Smoke Pit Fairy Tales* first. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: oh, God. There's this part where they're like banging, but he's like six inches tall, so he, you know, he's having to use his whole body. But he gets trapped inside of her vagina, and then she's like trying to pull him out, but he starts freaking out because, you know, oxygen is kind of important. So he's trying to like punch his way out, but he's like punching her G spot, and she can't do anything besides like rise in orgasm. And he's like, oh, God, I don't have any oxygen! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoever, whoever wrote that, that's fucking genius. Um, not me. Um, <laughs> oh,
0: fucking Christ. <laughs> uh.
1: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll reach out to that guy and contact him and uh, see if I can become his official spokesperson. That'd probably be a big part.
0: I think you already are at this point. <laughs> I think you got the job, whether either of you like it or not. Yeah. Dear Penthouse, I'm a six-inch alien pizza boy. Let me tell you my story. <laughs> Does
2: Penthouse still do
0: the fucking Penthouse letter? I don't know if Penthouse is still a thing even.
2: I don't, I don't
0: think um, I have
1: some Penthouses, but they're from like the 70s and 80s because it's like you go to an antique store and it's like two bucks for a Penthouse. It's like, i two bucks on that. Fuck it, why not? But,
0: I got to go to more antique stores now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Canals are in fucking antique stores. I'm sure canals are around. There's no way they're not.
0: Do you know how long it's been since I've been to, like, porn store? Like, that used to sell uh, them? Um, I'm going to assume that it was shortly after high-speed internet. Yeah, I want to say, like, they went the way of you know, things going away with high-speed internet. They got Amazoned and Walmarted.
1: No, but I was going to say, like, why, why would you go buy a penthouse or a hustle when I could just, like, go to Google?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So that, that being said, though... Um, I got an interesting point yeah. first. Hold on. Who do you think yeah. made more money? Hugh Hefner or Larry Flint? Um, I'm gonna go with Hugh Hefner just
1: because of merchandising. Um, I don't know what else Larry Flint had going for him besides that magazine, but Playboy was like, like a socially acceptable brand. Like it wasn't just that
0: magazine. So Playboy was about 200 million, Hugh Hefner's net worth. Larry Flint's with Hustler, Hustler Clubs, Hustler Video was 1.4 billion. Oh, good for him. Yeah, I was very surprised when I read that. Too I'm like, no way. I would have never guessed that.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's not at all was. <clears throat> Goes to show yeah, penetration no, pays.
0: <clears throat> mhm.
1: No, I will say though, like you know that old joke about Playboys, oh I'm just reading it from the articles. Yep. Um I I can't speak for newer shit, but um like I, I, I got I got like a magazine collection and like like uh like old magazines. Like yeah, there's there's a good amount of fucking skin shit in there, but like there's also a lot of you know, guitar magazines, car magazines, fucking anime and shit in there too. But uh Playboy in the seventies and eighties that I can vouch for did have really good fucking uh, articles in there. Like, I got one, and it's got this, like, 10-page fucking article on um, fucking combat correspondence in the fucking Pacific Theater of World War Two. And it's like, all right, so, like, boobs, 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 10 pages of, like, some the fucking camera hopping around fucking Guadalcanal and fucking Peleliu. Boobs, boobs, boobs! It's like, oh, well, hold on, hold on. Oh, what's what's this fucking cowlie shit doing in here? That's actually you know, kind of catch you off guard, shit. Awesome. Now, yeah, now I don't know that that's not in Penthouse or Hustler. I,
0: remember I just know that it is in place. A hustler that had like a th- four or five page article synopsis on a book called "The Confessions of an Economic Hitman," where he basically talked about like what we discussed earlier of like economically, like fucking crippling other countries for the sake of America. Yeah. And I was, that's where I was first exposed to that. I'm like, well, I got to read this book now after like that interview with him where he talked about his book and like doing that. I'm like, this is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah. And then like, uh, one of the other things, uh, about playboy at least, was, you know, it wouldn't always, you know, be some, like, crazy shit, like, you know, island hopping in World War Two or whatever. Like, they'd have, like, good shit on, like, men's fashion and stuff in there. And it, they'd have, like, a fucking three-page article on, like, uh, like, fucking, like, a set of boots that was, like, both fashionable and, like, were still good boots. So, like, they were meant to be worn with, like, a suit or, like, with your khakis or whatever. But if you needed to, you could go, like, run the, you can go hiking with them. And it was oh man, that's that's really cool. Fucking where do I oh they stopped making these fucking boots in like nineteen ninety three. Okay, alright. Well
0: you know. That sucks. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. I can't even get fucking boots that do one or the other. Yeah. That's not true. I got some pretty decent work boots. Danner makes great shit. Danner does make great shit, man. Dude, I got a fuck yeah. I got a pair of Danners that I got after my
1: first deployment. Um I've had them resold. Nice. But they're, they're still good boots. Like, I, I, I low estimate have put fucking 2,000 miles on those things.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. That's solid.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like... And the, like, I still wear them. Like, they fucking rock.
0: Yeah, the rat boots that I have, like, I should probably get those resold, but they're still pretty fucking solid, and, like, they're the most comfortable inside. And then, like, I use Danner for my oh, yeah. work boots, too. And, uh... I've demolished one pair and I work outdoors doing environmental construction Uh those ones took me about three years to break of everyday wear and I got my second pair I got another pair and they're they're holding up well at a year and a half
1: yeah no and like you fucking can't get um you can't get a good set of fucking boots for less than fucking 400 bucks, but once Those you get past that fucking threshold, it's like, Deanna, are are they? Aren't
0: they
1: are about two
0: fifty? Yeah. I fucking buy
1: That's them. Yeah. Oh no, no. So like the only pair I got are like the ones I got from the fucking PX, you know? Um, but yeah, no, like once you pass that like fucking threshold into like quote unquote expensive boots, like, yeah, they're expensive, but you only have to buy one of them or like one pair of them ever. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, and if they're quality enough, like you can send them back to the company, and for like a quarter of the price of the boot, they'll completely re—not, yeah, like, pretty much refurbish it. Yeah, yeah, put new soles on it, fucking fix it in the guts, make sure all the stitching is right, make sure the stitching is right. If any of the, uh, I don't know what the stuff they use to like keep the back of the heel like stiff, like cardboard or plastic piece so that's like bent or broken or whatever like they'll replace that in there too like the liners ripped they'll redo all that like yeah like no Danner will do that with your boots if they're the right ones that can be like they'll even say like when you're purchasing them off their website it's like these can be recrafted or whatever the fuck word they use but or they can't be recrafted yeah no I I, I would
1: say that I'm never going to buy another pair of boots that aren't Danners, but I mean, I got a pair of Danners. I'm never buying boots again unless I lose them in a fucking house fire or some shit, you know?
0: Yeah. But I will say if the, you know, you ever find your way into like construction field and they're not, uh, composite toe, let's say, cause uh steel toe sucks in the fucking winter. Uh, I'd say yeah. go with Danner composite toes. Cause those are, Massively better, and your toes won't freeze just because they're next to steel. Yeah, that's
1: that's that's something you would not want
0: to happen. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> at about hour five of a twelve-hour day, you're going, God, my fucking feet are. This sucks. Which is why now we're to sawmill for a while,
1: and like, yeah, no, fucking, like I, I do love my danners, but.
0: Um I I had a thick pair of socks on under this. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to go.
1: Yeah. Dude, that's the other thing is like people fucking like complain about like wool being itchy for some reason, but I don't. It keeps you warm in the winter, fucking it's porous. Like it's cooler than polyester or fucking even a lot of cotton blends now. Um but you know, wool is also a little more expensive.
0: But like it uh, good garments, the moisture away really well. Yeah, yeah, good garments, fucking made out of wool. You know what I have? I have my grandpa's wool blanket from World War II. Like, like that green monster fucker, except it's a navy one, so it's tan. I don't know. I don't know. They did tan back then. I don't know. The navy did tan back. Then. Yeah, I mean, you got to think their uniforms were tan. So why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, no, I guess. I, I just kind of figured, you know, the ship's that, like, gray color.
0: Yeah. Or, or, or like, blue.
1: But, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah I
0: have that. That. And that thing is uh, mild to moderately itchy. So, it's probably where it came from is, like, older days when, uh, I guess, fabric manufacturing wouldn't have been as tight.
1: Yeah
0: or however you want to call it, the weave, whatever they do with the stuff.
1: Right. Where it's got all the little fucking ends spoken out.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So it kind of, like, has, like, that look of a, not the the hook part of Velcro, but, like, the loop part of Velcro. So it, like, has that look to it. Yeah. But not as loose. Like, it's a lot tighter than that. But, like, you can still see where it's like, I guess I could see that. But yeah, after, like, using that thing a few times, I'm like, I understand where wool gets its bad rap from.
1: Yeah. But, you know, fucking, it's not the 40s anymore. Like, I think we figured out how to make it a... Actually, you know what, fucking... I've... I read a lot about, like, World, yeah. World War One, and they had wool uniforms back then, and they don't... I haven't fucking, at least I remember... Um... I don't remember anybody in any of those books complaining that the uniforms were itchy. So maybe it was... Shit, I don't even know what that would have been. Maybe that was just like, hey, listen, we need blankets, we need them fast, we don't really care, it keeps you warm, you got a sheet.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The only thing I really know about uniforms is that's the reason that uh, Columbus, Ohio's hockey team is called the Blue Jackets. And that's because that's where they made the blue coats that the Union Army made war in, war in World world War, Civil War, the Civil fucking War. I did not know that. Yep. Huh. An interesting fun fact. Yeah, that's the fun fact about the Civil War that I know. that and if there was another one, I'm pretty sure the North would lose because all the gun manufacturers moved down south.
1: Well the thing with that though, um we had a very unique uh civil war because most most of the time throughout history when you have a civil war, it's either just complete anarchy and warlords fucking go warboarding or the rich people who aren't in charge try to be in charge and you know they fund the whole thing. As to where in our Civil War, um, uh, one of the things that one of the uh, outcomes of the American Civil War was that uh, we federalized, you know, so like it, we stopped being X amount of smaller, effectively smaller countries, and we became one big country. Uh, so each state had its own standing army. So it was less of a Civil War and more of a fucking. I don't know. Like uh, if, if, if the European Union decided to fucking like all fight each other, it was, it was more akin to that than what it's traditionally
0: wasn't that world war two and one. Uh,
1: no, 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 no. There wasn't a European Union yet. Um,
0: That's a good point.
1: Speaking of that, what's your so like feeling lo- on lo- Finland
0: and Sweden joining NATO?
1: Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought they already were there. So, uh, I had the same thought as like when you hear that a celebrity died, that you thought they died in the fucking eighties and you're like, Oh shit, they were still alive. Huh?
2: All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not much up on my NATO history, but since this whole Ukraine thing popped off, like I've just learned more by hearing more and I'm just like, wait, so at the end of the cold war, we weren't supposed to go past East Germany with NATO. Interesting. Yeah. We've just been creeping that way and pissing off the Russians ever since.
1: Yeah. And the thing about that is like fucking, uh, so like Russia invading Ukraine, like, yeah, I think that's wrong, but And, and, you know, I'm against it, but I also acknowledge that, I mean, it's not unprovoked.
0: Oh, definitely not.
1: So, yeah. Though that and uh, fucking, it is kind of bullshit, though, that. Uh, the Russians were using one of their fucking citations for doing it because they didn't want Ukraine to join NATO and therefore have uh, a NATO country on their borders. Considering what, like Latvia and Estonia and Lithuania, the Baltic states are all in NATO, have a border with Russia, so it's like and Poland. So why states Yeah, yeah. So why didn't you invade them when they did it?
0: Uh, so. You know what I mean? Back to what we talked about earlier, the Peter Zaihan guy, the global strategist and whatever. Uh, yeah. So part of Russian strategy is to kind of like do the 300 at Thermopylae thing and block the choke points that are access points. Yeah, but
1: those choke points are like, they need to be like all the way out in fucking almost Central Europe for that to be fucking. Uh,
0: Ukraine like is one of them. Thing. Ukraine has one yeah. of those points. So that's yeah. why they're starting so, there.
1: Yeah, which, which, if that's their thing, that means they're afraid of, you know, people pushing in from the fucking West. Which means that they probably also have, like, um, a legitimate concern about people pushing in from the West. And it's like, okay, so what's going on that we don't know about,
0: you know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No, uh, yeah. That's don't get warm. I think the problem is, is that we don't know shit and we probably never will until about 50 years after shit happens.
1: I mean, that's, that's, that, that depends though, man. I mean, cause like we knew about Tonkin golf, like, I don't know, 10 years after it happened, but like, I'm, I'm still waiting to hear about like what's going on with JFK. You know what I mean? So, I mean. Oh, Definitely. <laughs> Actually, fucking, um, there's a really easy answer to JFK, though. Um, there's this guy in the fucking 80s. I don't know what his fucking name was. Um, but he was in the KGB, and he pretty much pulled an Edward Snowden and, like, moved the fucking England, right? And this is before the last division. Union. And, you know, he brought with him, like, you know, all these fucking, uh, Uh, fucking, like, hey, you guys let me fucking, like, hang out in England, and I'll tell you all all the shit I know. And when JFK got assassinated, you know, he was a young guy in the KGB at the time, and fucking the KGB recognized that that with all the, like, weird shit that was going around fucking the JFK assassination with, like, you know, hey, he got shot, and then, like, Lee Harvey Oswald, the guy that, you know, shot him, got killed by some dude that died in prison like three days, or like shortly after, you know, he killed the fucking guy or whatever. Uh, The KGB was like, this would be a fucking, this is an amazing opportunity to to, to subvert the fucking American government. So they start spreading out all these fucking rumors about like how Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone, like there's another guy in the grassy knoll and all this shit. So there is a conspiracy around the JFK assassination. However, the conspiracy itself is
0: the conspiracy? Oh, yeah. So that's Russian information according to a Russian. Yeah, it's fucking brilliant.
1: Yeah, no, 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 and
0: no. it worked too because we're still arguing.
1: you like, well, did, he, did you can't make that shot? Yeah, yeah, you can. Well, but I mean, what about the, what about like his head? You know, fucking exploding that way instead of that way, and then like all those other stuff that like doesn't quite line up. Like, why would some dude that has mafia ties go kill the guy that like you know? was the Patsy for, you know, killing JFK, and then, like, you know, that dude had terminal cancer and died, like, a couple months later in prison. Like, that doesn't just add up. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it it, it does, and it doesn't. It's kind of murky, but then you throw the fucking wrench in the gears about, like, the, the why questions to it, and it's like, yeah, but who threw that wrench in the first place? The KGB. Why does the KGB care about this? Are they trying to fucking cover up that they killed JFK? Or... Or, hear me out on this, was the KGB just looking for a way to make Americans not trust the government and destabilize the country? Which one of those makes more sense?
0: Uh, Number two. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a conspiracy. But the conspiracy is the conspiracy. Well, in the same vein, because Russia has basically the same gross domestic product output as italy uh their military is the bumbling clusterfuck that we've seen in ukraine uh most of their money goes to cyber warfare and disinformation yeah no and that heavily in it which is why we hear and that makes sense because, because yeah no
1: and that makes sense because that's something they can do like, like Russia doesn't have the power to just, like, you know, goose step over fucking Europe or Asia or whatever, but they Mm -hmm. can fucking make everyone else, everyone else around them weaker through fucking, uh, a fucking, you know, vapid disinformation campaign.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, um, fucking, it's not always the most obvious fucking, uh, thing that is the thing with whatever we're talking to or talking about, but, like, once you figure out, you know, or, or pull out the unobvious stuff and, like, look at it a little bit, like, it makes the most sense. And the thing that makes the most sense is, more often than not, the thing that fucking happens. Like, going all the way back to the beginning of the conversation about fucking uh, Budweiser and having that fucking I don't know, trans dude, trans chick, that, that fucking trans person, that LGBTQ person on their fucking... Uh, New fucking can. Are they about fucking trans rights or are they trying to make money? Which one makes more sense?
0: I think they're about monetary rights and their right to have more of your money.
1: Exactly. They're a business. They want money. They don't give a fuck about anybody's rights. They give a fuck about your dollar bill. Same way with like what would it make sense for say going back to fucking Russia where it's like, all right, Hey, um, we need not have fucking whatever's going on in Ukraine to be going on in Ukraine. Uh, do we do the misinformation thing? We do that until it doesn't work. And then once it doesn't work, then we have to fucking step in. And then they, they, they shot themselves in the foot with their dick or in the, actually, no, they shot themselves in the dick with their foot. Um, like, Russia's fucking up Ukraine bad. Um, yeah no and it is impressive like how fucking monumental this fucking clusterfuck is it's like bro um uh god dude I, I saw this fucking hilarious fucking thing and it was uh a uh what, it was like a fucking like year long time lapse map of you know the Nazis going into Russia and how far they went into Russia and then it was a, a year long fucking time lapse map of Russia going into Ukraine and it's like kind of showing them side by side and it's like what did, Russia did, did you not learn fucking anything like what the fuck <laughs> uh.
2: though,
1: though to be absolutely fair historically Russia is absolutely fucking terrible at war and the only reason they did as good in World War 2 as they did was because of the uh, wind lease program because you know we were building their guns and tanks and fucking aircraft and paying all the bills
0: So it had nothing to do with their just insane number of human waves that they would send at things?
1: You know, I I would argue no, because um, to do that human wave, you have to get people in the place to do the human wave in the first place, which, you know, requires uh, uniforms to put them in, uh, gasoline or some type of, uh, or gasoline or coal or some other type of fuel to get them from point A to point B. Um, a gun to put in every third person's fucking hand. Um, uh, what was it? Like, infantry wins battles, fucking uh, money wins wars?
2: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, they couldn't move their dudes fucking five feet with their own fucking wallet. Like, we paid for the fucking Russian part of
0: fucking World War II. Interesting. Then again, I could also see it because we were highly motivated to win.
1: Oh, yeah. No, like we we became the fucking world's great empire because of that war. Um, That's and- the other
0: country I want to go to and see their World War II like museum and stuff because, you know, same thing with Vietnam, like they view it as they won the war, like they paid the human capital and they like did all that stuff and defeated the Germans.
1: So I, uh, dated a Russian chick for a while and, uh, not, we actually talked about that. Um, they didn't know Americans were even in Europe in World War II. What? Yeah. Oh my Yeah. As far God. as they're concerned, as far as they're concerned, um, they defeated the Nazis by themselves, like completely by themselves, like fucking D-Day, fucking, uh, you know, fucking Sicily. That shit didn't happen. They defeated the Nazis by themselves. And then on the other end of it, fucking uh, America was having trouble with the Japanese out in the Pacific Islands, And uh, the Japanese only surrendered because the Soviet Union was going to invade Japan. That's their point of view on that.
0: That is fucking wild. So, like, yeah. no mention of the atomic bomb at all, even? Okay, so the atomic bomb did happen, but that was, like, a last-ditch effort. But still, it was just like, ah, oh, they got this atomic bomb, but Russia's gonna invade. Yeah. That is a wild spin on history. Yeah, but From yeah. their point and of view, like, I'm sure they think ours is wild. Oh, yeah, no.
1: Uh, I'm sure there is, except for... The difference between the two is, I mean, if you ask the French or, you know, the Germans or the fucking Italians, uh, what happened? You know, they'll say, oh, yeah, no fucking America showed up.
0: Yeah. That's a crazy mind trip. I didn't know that part where they're just like, oh, yeah, America just wasn't even there. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so,
1: though, um, because she wasn't very well versed in, uh, I guess, American shit, I did have a experience with her that I don't think a lot of people ever get to fucking have, and that was I made her watch Star Wars, right? Okay, and. And she thought it was the dumbest fucking movie ever made. And I was like, okay, well, you'll be, we just have to watch the second one and I won't make you watch anything else. All right, fine. So I make him watch the second one. She's like, stupid, what the fuck, blah, 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 whatever. And then at the end, she's like, wait, wait, wait hold, hold on, hold on, wait, that, that's his dad? That's his dad? What the fuck? And I was like, oh, dude, I, I get the experience. I get the experience someone finding out that Vader was Luke's father and not yes. some fake YouTube just Yes! Yes! That's awesome. And I don't know and I don't know anyone else that has that experience. So it's like a,
0: I'll keep that <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know anyone. Like my girlfriend doesn't want to watch Star Wars. She's like those those look stupid, but she even knows that Luke's is Vader's son. Yeah. Dude, that's so. Yeah. I'm happy for you. That's like fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, who like, to do that?
0: Um, no one. I guess. Dude, so, you, so when you, when you're you typing up unicorn. when you're typing
1: up, so when you're typing up, I, I got a unicorn story here in a minute. Um, but <laughs>
0: oh, no, that is the unicorn
1: fucking, story. Oh, I got another one. Um, so yeah, when you're typing up the description of this, don't mention that I was a marine or. I uh, fucking uh you know, I write sci fi novels or an artist or anything. Just 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 say that, you know, I introduced Russia to Star Wars.
0: <laughs> I will seriously do that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hmm. But other other unicorn story, right? So uh it's like two thousand thirteen ish, around there. Might be fourteen, might be twelve. But I'm I'm in Quantico, right? And I'm walking out of the PX and uh there's a car there's a Corvette for sale and it says, you know, "fucking for sale, this phone number, ask for Phil. So I call the number and I ask for Phil and I'm talking about the car for a little bit. So I'll meet you there at fucking uh 1700. I'm like, All right cool, well, I'll meet you there at 1700. And, you know, it's after sixteen thirty, so you know, I put on jeans and a T shirt and uh Phil shows up uh, in his uniform, and he's a chief warrant officer five. Nice. Right? So, I'm like, hey, uh, sir, is, uh, you don't work for me, fucking, you're trying to buy my car, on am Phil. I'm like, okay, Phil. So, we uh, get in the car, we drive around for a bit, and I'm driving up and down, 95, in the Corvette fucking, the co 5 C-O-5. I'm like, hey, I think I want to buy this. And he's like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, I, I still uh the the reason i'm selling it's because you know i want to buy a new one and you don't pay it anymore and i still owe fucking navy fed whatever so we'll just transfer the one to you all right cool so we gotta go to navy fed the navy fed on base by the way um that's that's, that's important um and we're sitting there and we're talking to the fucking like bank lady who um i'm not going to describe her right now but Sitting there, we're talking to the bank lady, and you know we get the fuck airport whatever. Bank lady walks off with it, and this chief officer five leans over and says, "That's one fine looking negress." And I'm like, "Dude, you cannot be calling black chicks that. It's 2013." Like, wh- why not? She- she's hot. and She's black. I'm like, dude, d- d- just say, just say she was pretty, man. Like, he-
0: <laughs> holy fuck,
1: <laughs> yeah. Like dude, I mean, I'm in public. Like, I, I know I'm just a sergeant, but like, come on, man. Like, don't put me on the spot like that. But, but also, she was
0: like really hot. So, I mean, you know, that, that, that's the game gets that. Uh, <laughs> so, I think I've had one CWO five, but I have another amazing officer person that I was put around. So this was the maintenance officer at my last unit, which was the training unit when we were switching 46s over to 22s. Uh We got a new maintenance officer who was a lieutenant colonel, which is unheard of because lieutenant colonels are normally unit commanders. Like they run an entire squadron, not just the maintenance department. So this guy, Lieutenant Colonel Gold, was a fucking badass. He was drafted into Vietnam. Okay. Half his face was a green phosphorus burn. he um, Made it to staff sergeant, so he you know, re-enlisted, then went air wing, was a door gunner on Huey's. Uh, made it to staff sergeant, went warrant officer. I forget how long he was in there for, and then he commissioned. So he was in for, like, 50 fucking years and still outrunning everyone. Nice. The dude was a fucking unit in every sense of the word. Like, the day he walked in, like, to the maintenance meeting, because I was running my night crew shop at the end, and I was just like, holy fuck, who's this guy? And, like, my staff started just, like, elbows me. I was like, shut the fuck up because everyone's in trouble today. (laughs) And, like, he just starts laying into everyone, and I'm just like... Oh, and I'm, like, taking notes. And my staff just close the book. Like, one of those things. It's just like, this is amazing, because I had a small shop, and I was just like, we weren't in trouble, but everyone else was, and I'm just like, this guy's a fucking badass.
1: Like, hey, don't make don't make eye contact, and he's not here if he addresses you. Go to parade rest, address him as sir, fucking hope uh, oh, he doesn't bite your head off. And I don't mean that fucking figuratively.
0: Do you know... Do you know the feeling of, like, watching someone else getting chewed out, but that person has more rank than you that's getting chewed out, and you're just like, oh, and you're just like, get me some popcorn, and you have, like, the big children's eyes? Oh, yeah. It was like that, but a room full of them. And I was just kind of like the the fly-on-the-wall guy. It's like, I'm not supposed to be seeing this, but, like, I'm getting a peek behind the curtain. It was just like, this is so It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it was. It was one of those. And it's this badass lieutenant colonel, and, like, I found out more and more about, like, this was the day one introduction to this guy. I'm like, who's this guy? What's he doing in the maintenance meeting? But, yeah, he was fucking badass. Like, when I got out, like, he came to my going away party at uh, Gilligan's, this bar in Surf City. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that guy was cool took care of his fucking Marines. He was a fucking absolute stud and like understood the Marine Corps and why we were there.
1: Yeah. And I, I always, uh, I always liked the guys that were fucking like complete fucking assholes, but looked after their Marines. Um, a lot more so, and I think this is, this is probably universal a lot more so than like the, like say staff and COs or officers that you got along with, but like wouldn't give a fuck to get hit by a bus. Yeah. 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 But on that, uh, shit, we're we're at two and a half hours, man. Um, yeah, we uh, you wanna, surpassed you call our one good? hour
0: thing. Yeah, let's call it this time, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. No. Um. Fucking. Uh. Yeah. No, d- d- good talk, and then like once you get the fucking video thing up, fucking hit me up. I'll I'll, I'll come up with that. All
0: right, man. Sounds good. Um. I cannot promise yep. when's that going to be, and. I well, mean, it doesn't have to be tomorrow. All right. All right, that's good. I don't have that kind of money. All right, uh, yeah. So, great talk. I'll probably uh hit you up for like just some random things, like whatever photo you want to use, and I'll obviously be adding your accounts to the pro the whatever spiel. Yeah. Shit. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, man. Uh, you have a great day, great night, whatever you want to call it, and uh, hopefully we talk again later, dude. Yeah, absolutely, man. I'll give you a on the whole side. Sweet, dude. Later.
1: All right, see ya. Bye.